Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to discuss the Duel 2, the final three episodes of the Duel, episodes 8 through 10. We released these, the the first two parts of this, uh, a while ago at this point. If you're a Patreon member, you can listen to them right now. You've been able to listen to them for a while. I think we have some previews out on the public feed if you want to go back and listen to the previews of those. If you'd like to become a Patreon member, you can subscribe for $4 a month to get the podcast version, $12 a month to get the videos. The videos have gotten significantly better. Um, What else? Any other housekeeping? I don't think we have any other housekeeping. This upcoming week, so we're recording this Sunday night. Tomorrow, we're going to record an episode on the new men for season 37 which at this point seems like we were talking about this before the, uh, the podcast started that may be coming out um, uh, sooner than we think. Uh, Trace was saying that he thought it's going to cap off uh, filming within the next week or so. Um, so this upcoming week, tomorrow we're going to do an episode on new men that are going to be on the show. Then we're also going to do uh, an episode on availability calls for All-Stars 2. That... Uh, there was a list that leaked out this last week. And then we're also going to do uh, an episode on returning men and or women for season 37. We, we still haven't completely planned that out. So there, there's going to be three more that come out within the next seven days. Um, with that, let's talk about Duel 2, the last three episodes. So, some solid episodes of TV. Uh, I haven't seen these in years. I, th- I, thought it was, I thought it was good all around. What did you guys think? I thought they were fine. Like I thought, I, I find Duel Two to be a little bit blander than I think you guys Boo! do. But it's Boo! just, I, but I mean, you know, they're still they're still good episodes. Yeah i I feel like I've underrated Duel Two on this rewatch because when we did our top six episodes, like I think I had it in my top ten. Um, on this rewatch, in terms of my personal entertainment factor. I have enjoyed Duel 2 more than Duel 1 because I feel like Duel 1 gets overrated. Duel 1, incredible cast, some really wonky shit on that season. This season, there's very little wonky shit. I remember when we did the season's rankings, uh, and Rob was telling me the, like, seasons that people, like, like the, like the, with the, like the, not even, not even what people voted on. But like, kind of like what the common belief is for like which seasons people like, and I just remember thinking for some, I was like, really, like that's what people actually enjoy, and because like I didn't even think when I ranked the ruins number one, like I didn't think that was going to be like a hot take. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think that that was going to be like controversial. It's, it's at a all. very well. Well, no, Bill Simmons maintains that it's the best season of the challenge is the ruins. Like Bill, Bill Simmons, Simmons is all is, on board. We don't need to bring up Bill Simmons because that will make me very. <laughs> there, like, there are definitely, like, I feel like I had seen a list online at one point that had the ruins as number one. No, too. there's one list out there that has the ruins as number one. I don't know. I, I, well, obviously we'll talk about it soon. I, I couldn't, I watched, and I usually, I didn't think of myself as, like, disliking it that much, but I, I thought, I couldn't get past the first two episodes. Like, I just yeah. wanted to stop. Um, the thing, though, is that, like, we're finally getting, we're in the seasons now where stuff happens. There are some seasons golden that we covered where it felt like literally nothing was going on. Inferno like, 3 is, is crazy, right? Like, it's just like literally nothing happens. 
Just paint by numbers. That's all we did the whole season. There's a reason the show almost got canceled after Inferno 3. It wasn't very good. Aside from the Timmy moment and a couple other small things, that season is incredibly forgettable. And there's a reason. I'm curious what you guys thought really stuck out about these episodes. Because, like, I thought that the competition parts of them were very good. Dude, I mean, like, the... the, I I sent a message out about this in Discord last night. But the last episode was 45 minutes long. If it was filmed today, they would have stretched that out into, like, four 90-minute episodes. Like, they would have, like... (laughs) No, but, like, I think it's too... I've always... I've talked about that last episode a lot. Because to me, that's something people don't even realize. That how much stuff has happened in that episode is unbelievable. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's I one of the, the I like me. I think that's part of what we have, what we'll talk about. It. We should probably save it for that. I, I kind of like it if they stretch it out a little bit more. That was that's probably one of the all time best last episodes, don't you think? I would I agree think, with I think, you. I, I think too much happens. I think that they should have stretched some of it out. Yeah, I mean, I also like, don't like how I think how they picked the last person for elimination is absolutely absurd too. <laughs> Let's talk about it now. What, what, in what aspect? They leave it up to the men and the women to vote on it, or what? They just have a vote. There's no mission. Uh, I mean, what do you think is reprehensible about it's it? It's a twist. That they don't they, have a mission there. It's just like a random vote, and it's, they know it's right before the final. So, like, all right, well, yeah, we're going to put in the best person. Like, it's a very easy it's decision. Much, it's pretty much Survivor style at that point. Yeah. Well, like, it, it's Survivor I think it's even, fine. It's has a, a challenge. I, I think it's absolutely crazy. I, I think it does. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. Like, I definitely don't think it's, like, it's not fair. But, I mean, it, like, in the, like, power rankings of least fair things that have ever happened on the show, like, I don't think this is in the top 100. Um, not even close. But I think it's pretty bad. The, 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 and one of the reasons I don't think it's that bad is because, regardless, if you're having another one, it's a 50-50 chance that you're going in either way. Um, sure. But I, I guess still think a mission is much more, suffices much better than just a vote. I would agree. No, I agree with you. I'm not saying that I don't think that that would have been a better way to handle it. Um, I wonder why they didn't do it if they had that. Well, that's because of why. Well, I mean, look, we saw it. They had to just cram so much stuff in for the episode count that they had. Yeah. Can you there's a mission in that episode, too? I mean, that's part of the issue. Like, that's the thing. They had to get it down to three people. And they only had so much budget, so much time in New Zealand. They probably just looked at the schedule and went, Ah, let's just do a vote and elimination and get the sucker over with. Like I can I mean, the, totally buy that. The easiest thing for them would have been to just not have uh uh I don't know what it, to just have two less people on the cast, right? Why did they have that? Yeah, but then the you lose then? like what do you lose from that though? Like that's the thing. Like yeah, you don't know the, the butterfly all, effects there are a lot. I'm losing I mean, I'm you losing could just have, why don't you could just have to eight of them run the final. I'm losing Nick Brown and Shavon. That's what I'm losing. You could just have the eight of them run the final. I think that's the easiest. But without Siobhan, yeah, no, no Siobhan is no CT fight. I mean, if CT is on this season, I mean, God knows what else is going okay, to happen. Okay, that's actually a great point. If CT doesn't go home because of trying cast, to murder Adam, dude, we gosh, could get a potential, I mean, like Landon versus CT. Gosh. I think... Um, I, I think the movies just have the eight of them on the final. Again, we should talk about that later. So let, I think let's, that's let's fine. Get, I think let's get wrong. Let's come back to one. it because I have All thoughts right. on okay. the boat itself. Episode eight is a like hurricane happens outside my window. I don't know what's going on. Uh, episode eight. 
DM starts dancing around. Uh, Evan says, makes a comment about how he wants a new partner because DM has been the one that's been his partner for a lot of these missions. Next scene, Jen tells Rachel that she likes her and Anissa kind of listens in on them from outside the room. That's like one of those classic challenge scenes, by the way, right? The one person listening in on whatever relationship happenings are happening on the other side of the door. You don't really see, do you really see that as much anymore? I mean, the big, the most famous one to me recently is when Kara and George are listening in as Bear's talking to his cousin on the phone on War of the Worlds 1. Um, the, you don't see, it used to be a really common thing for people to like listen in or like try and like peek in the room when people were hooking up. You never see that anymore. No. Like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, when was the last time you saw that? I think the Bear-Georgia hookup was the last time. No, there has to have been other because um the Bear George on Worlds two when Laurel when they're in the pool and Laurel peeks in the same episode that she also. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. Bear, no, Bear like and Kayla, Bear and Kayla on Total Madness. There were people eavesdropping on that situation. In the bathroom? Not in the bathroom, but the bedroom. Oh, part. when they're talking. Um, Dude, I feel like, I feel like it. I really we don't we I really think um. There's got to be more because I just know the images in my head. I'm trying to remember where it happens. I remember more double agents. There's really not people doing that. Like I, I think the other piece of this too, though, is is we've talked about this numerous times. So I don't want to beat the dead horse, but the show is less fun than it used to be. Okay, hundred percent. It doesn't mean it's less fun, and the cast will even tell you it's less fun. You go back to this golden era of the challenge, which stretches from Gauntlet Three. All the way no, through Rivals that. One. Well, it's, you got Inferno Three Inferno, right before that. It's Inferno. It's basically fresh I, meat to fresh meat to Rivals is pretty epic. That whole ride, I think, except Inferno I think, Three. I think when we've talked about it before, I've said that it's Inferno Two through Rivals. That that's really what it is. That that's fan yeah. time. Okay, but like the actual because, like when I think of the golden golden era of the challenge, I think Dual Two to Rivals because just the 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 competitiveness level ratcheted way up. I agree with you. Like the modern era is technically Inferno Two to ri- our Battle of the X's, and then Battle of the Seasons opens up a new era of the challenge. We've talked about that, but I like, think seasons and X's are kind of similar. But in this 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 time frame of the challenge, particularly, I, I, I can, people I are having said- so much fun. They're having fun. And because of that, they're getting drunk and they're listening to people hook up and it's all tee hee hee. Like, that's just a thing they don't really, they don't really have all that much fun anymore. You know, like they do, but not to this level. Looking at the seasons now, I think it goes from Inferno, Inferno 2 through Battle of the X's, because I think Battle of the Seasons is really when there's a significant tide change that occurs. Um, I think Battle the of the X is like it. a secret nothing happens season. Like it's it's not good. And it that that may be the case, but I think it's still more similar There's to the season before happening. than the seasons app. Yeah. Um, There's and still then, fun. And even Rivals 2, there's fun happening. But Battle of the Seasons, yeah. like, things take this dark turn that season to just... Seasons is a really dark season. Battle of the Seasons is, is very, very dark. Oh. I mean, there's a, there's a fight and Frank pulls out an insult over Nani's heroin-addicted relative. Like, that's how low yeah, that it, season it, got. It, like, it's, it's rough. Bad. And I mean, just, the team standing, like, just, yeah. We'll talk about seasons later. We, we can right. put that one off. As we got, as we need I will to. need a we're, stiffer we're, drink than I'm having right now. And this is bourbon. So, I mean, that's bad. 
we're, we're, we're two scenes in, so we need to get this moving. So Anissa says that Rachel and her were close the first couple of weeks until Jen came along. And now that there's, there's been a distance between them. Evan talks with Mark about how the winner for all the missions have been uh, him, either of the two of them or Landon. Evan talks about how uh, he feels that something unexpected is going to happen. And Mark says, bring it on. Uh, he's all for it. <laughs> really? Maybe that's one of like the worst predictions, right? What do you mean? What unexpected happens? That they uh, have the, they have that one final duel because not everyone was expecting that. I mean, I, think I, I, was thinking, I guess I was thinking more just in this episode. I thought he was talking about, like, in this mission, something unexpected is going to happen. Uh, I thought that that was kind of like a foreshadowing for that, that final duel, didn't you, oh, Trace? okay. A little bit. I mean, it's, it could have been shot out of context. Who knows? Like, I just take it for what it is in that the one thing that the cast that have been on the duel have said is the duel is an extremely stressful season because of the list. If somebody screws up the list, it screws up everybody's plan and it throws everybody for a loop, which is why what Paula did was such a big deal because she took a left turn and half the cast was blindsided by it. And yeah. so they talk about how incredibly stressful it is. So like I guess at this point in the game it had to be really bad. See, my thing with the list, when does something unexpected actually happen? With Paula that's once one other time i know that's what i'm saying like that, that that's it like i don't, it's pretty much chalk beside that yeah that's the thing yeah. i don't get but about even the, in the it's like it doesn't produce really many at least in this season just based on how the competition yeah. plays out it doesn't really produce any unexpected outcome but and here's that, the thing that, that that's why I, I think that kind of speaks to um what trace is saying though because paula screws up and everyone pretty much she's dead to everyone Hates in that her. alliance you know what i mean like <laughs> And it's because of how important the list is to those people, because it can radically change, radically change your fate in the game if someone just decides that they want to go AWOL. Yep. And then the other stressful part you have to take into account is that if you don't win the mission, you are just as liable to go into the duel as anybody. Because Evan found out the hard way. Everybody called his ass out. You know, like, who was it? Uh, Davis calls him out. Davis, Derek calls Nehemiah. him out. Nehemiah, Nehemiah. like... Evan is one of the top dogs in this game, and he was not immune from having to go into the duel. So it is a stressful season in that it's really hard to control the vote because whoever's at the end of the list gets to pick whoever they want. So who knows what could happen? All right. Next scene, Rachel says that uh, she doesn't get why Anissa is hung up on what happened between them seven years ago and lasted only two months. She's referencing the relationship that the two of them had. On the first battle of the sexes, Anissa tries to, and this is uh, a confrontation that happens in bet- between Rachel and Anissa just in the room by themselves. Anissa tries to question Rachel's character. Rachel says that she's tired of Anissa uh, trying to make her feel uncomfortable over this. Um, Anissa says that she doesn't want to be lied to and disrespected. Um, and Rachel tells Anissa that she's still one of her closest friends there. And that Anissa is really just trying to put herself between uh, her and Jen. And I think this is kind of, this is like mid-career Anissa right now. And this is definitely one of like case in point examples of why I didn't really care for Anissa uh, at this point in time. It's like one of those things, it's like, 
I like completely on the side of Rachel here. It's like that happened seven years ago. Just like get over it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sure you guys have had like, a lot know, of man. like conversations, interactions. Um, Whenever there's relationship stuff happening, it's just such foreign territory to me that like I I don't even feel I, I don't have an opinion. It was on seven it. years ago. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then on seven top of ago, that, like, I mean, granted. When you're on the challenge, there's a level of paranoia you live with the whole the whole time you're there. You're somewhat paranoid all the time. Anissa in this era of the show, Anissa now is not paranoid. Anissa in this era made decisions based on her paranoia on a regular basis. And like Devin, I did. I, I'm good with Anissa now. At this point in the show, when I saw Anissa on there, it was like, oh, I just can't now. So. Anyway. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know really if I'm any different now, though, with Anissa. Like, I mean, I feel I think uh, like it's very good commentary now. No, she has a pretty solidified role on the show. She knows her role on the show at this point, and she's also not paranoid per se because politically she's in much more control in this day and age. She was not in the J. I I think she's justified paranoia at certain points on the show because she kind of knows when people are going to be scheming against her, and usually she's absolutely right in that situation. Absolutely, the issue. The issue that I'm going to have with thir- season 37 and her on it, though, is we're because it's a, another pair season. We're just really going to, I feel like we're probably going to relive what happened in season 36 with someone not wanting to be her partner. I mean, we're going right? to relive we're a lot of what that. happened in season 36, according to this cast. I really do, because it's <laughs> the returning cast is everyone that was on Double Agents. Minus I think they're just like, what happens if we redo Double Agents with no skulls? Maybe we'll, we'll just see how that goes. <laughs> and let's throw a bunch more rookies into the equation. <laughs> a lot more rookies. <laughs> A lot. Oh my Brittany, gosh. Brittany and Anissa talk in the next scene uh, with Evan as well. Brittany says that Anissa needs to change her routine if she wants to be happy. Evan says that uh, in a confessional that Anissa is the ex who calls in the middle of the night and hangs up. Uh, after that, Evan uh, says that Rachel probably thinks there's... Uh, Nothing going on between uh, her and Anissa at all. Uh, this is this isn't a different scene. I think it's it's Evan, Rachel, and Tori. Tori tries to sympathize with Anissa and says that it's hard to live with an ex. And then Jen in the background kind of listens in under them. So we kind of get people um, in a couple scenes in a row trying to console Anissa and um, get her side of the story. After that. Derek uh, tells Landon that he had a dream where he starts to uh, lose his teeth in the middle of the night. And Derek says that he's really starting to lose it a little bit um, with the way that he's What is he eating going. in this scene, by the way? Like, I, I have no clue what it is. Oatmeal. It looks like Landon oatmeal. is? It's oatmeal? No, no, no. The, I know Landon's eating oatmeal. Derek's eating like this weird red raw piece of meat. It looks very odd. It looks like Salami, when like, would be on like, Tom and Jerry. Kangaroo. I had a dream uh, of... Of All Star Twos this this last week, that uh, Chadwick was on it. Guess what happened? Uh, Did he go that home he's early? on it. What? He went home early. On, I know he's on the availability list. That that he was the first person that got kicked off. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, okay, so I know you're the chronicler here, Devin, in terms of setting the tone. So in the next scene, as they leave for the challenge. Jen chooses right before the challenge to confront Anissa. Like, is this just bad form? It was very weird. Because it seemed, it, it just like, like Anissa's not actually going to have it out. Jen is. 
Like, if you're going to have it out say, over Robert? a personal issue... Go ahead, Rob. No, I just thought it was very what? weird. I agree with him. That just, like, Jen's in her jersey and Issa's not, and they're seem like they're trying to move along things along. There's, like, a weird... I don't know. It's very odd. Like, production's like, hey, we got to get this mission on. Like, what the hell are you doing, Jen? Save like, for the confronting bus. Anissa about this right now. So, yeah, exactly. My thing is, if you're going to confront somebody over something like this... Get some alcohol in you and make it a real fight instead of let me wait till ten minutes before the challenge and let's have it out. That's like the maybe worst she, time. She's to trying have to a catch her off fight. guard. Maybe yeah, I, think I don't weird. know. I, I, don't I think felt it, really, it was weird. You didn't I think, think it was? was like, I, I feel like Jen's in the right on enough. the conversation. Like Jen absolutely was right. It's like, hey, my life, my relationship, my business. You stay out of it. So, like, I kind of agree with Jen. I just think it's a bad place to do it. Like. Let's let some alcohol get in these people and have this fight, please. <laughs> we don't even need that, but just have it in an actual setting. It didn't even seem like they had a camera set up. Like, it seemed like they were trying to stitch it together. Like, oh, they're fighting. We got to start filming this. We got to get the over here. Real. They're think... having a real conversation. Hold on. Yeah. We don't know We don't know how much time they have before they start to sh- shoot these missions. I'm, I'm assuming it's quite a bit of time. Like, I'm assuming that this isn't something that happened right before the mission started. Because it, at this point, Anissa yeah. is not even in her, her T-shirt for... Her the mission and Jen is already dressed up. I just had just a thought to... as we were talking this out, maybe Jen confronted Anissa on it then because she thought the cameras wouldn't be filming because she That's didn't possible. want it, It's entirely possible that she just wanted to have this conversation and say like, Hey, I'm really into Rachel and what we have. I'm really into please stay out of my personal life and stop making it a part of the show or your thing or whatever. And production just happened to have a camera nearby and they were like, oh, they're going at it. Boom. Because it felt like we came in mid-conversation. So that's, that's possible. maybe that was I do her think thought when you're in this situ- Yeah, I, that's definitely possible. I do think when you're in this situation, though, it's like hiding your relationship business from the camera is, uh, when you're on the challenge is like, yeah. what, what are we doing? It reminded me of the Tyler fight from Gauntlet 3 where they're all eating Subway and they're like catering and oh, eating lunch yeah. and then Tyler yeah, and starts going back off. The thing and it's and like Tyler the one random Subway. person with a camera who's filming just in case something happens. <laughs> it's like, like, it's like oh, the Blair Witch Project where it's like, what is yeah. Like running up to get it because it's like, oh, this is going to be good. I've got something. So maybe that's what it was. So I've answered my own question. That's how that went. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of, I feel like, good uh, confrontations that happen before or after missions throughout the history of the, the show. That one that you mentioned that was between Tyler and the rest of his, was the rest of, it was the rest of his team for throwing him in, right? Or, or no, he was no, going to Johnny met. Like, Johnny yeah, he, threw him in and made a whole production of it, and Tyler was, like, mega pissed and was like, I'm trying to pay for my master's degree. And no, everybody was, was like, we've all got bills too, man. Like, fuck you. <laughs> He was going to the veterans, and I don't know. He was going to like trying. No, like, tra- no, Trace is right here, Devin. Yes, okay. Because this one, Johnny puts him in, and he's now he's like, dude, we're roommates. At least well, I need you to have my back. At least. No, but remember, and when Johnny was back, like, Tyler, like, when have you had my back? You know, like that was it was a big confrontation. No, so that's that something else happened after. So when they go to like that like shaded area. uh, like wherever they go to eat lunch, they're going into that area, and he like runs up to some group and like says something to them. I don't know if he says something to the veterans or who he says it to. And then he it gets was Johnny a, and whoever he was with. Hold on, and then he gets and then he gets into a confrontation with Janelle. Remember, and well, Janelle yeah, is yeah, young and Johnny, really, and then he's 
Then Janelle is like, Janelle steps in. Chill. No, so and he Janelle goes, is like, hey, we all up. have bills to pay. You're not special. Yeah, but he's because initially he, mad at Johnny. Yeah, he ha- he's initially mad at Johnny, and then something else happens after, and he goes and talks to some group, and that's when Janelle steps in and was like, hey, you're playing this game like way too personally. Calm the fuck down. Um, yeah. I don't remember who he's talking to, though. Like, I don't remember what, what group it is. It or, was the rookies team. It, but... Like, it was Janelle and a few other people. So, but anyway, it's Maybe similar. That's what it it's is, a very, very similar situation. Maybe that's what it was because they're about to vote for who he's going to go against um, mm-hmm. in the elimination. Maybe we're thinking different confrontations. Because yeah, they had the nomination, right. and so he gets nominated. They eat lunch, and then they went and did the deliberation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we just talked about it. Jenna's confrontation with Anissa. Uh, Jen says, pretty much just stay out of my business. She doesn't like being spoken about behind her back. Anissa says that uh, people can't expect her to have to not have feelings for someone that she used to love. That immediately transitions into the mission for episode eight called Upside Downer. There is a 60-foot rope that extends out over a cliff parallel to the ground. Contestants will be suspended upside down and will use, a, use the rope that extends over the cliff to pull themselves to the end of the rope while collecting, quote-unquote, Maori cavern carvings, which are essentially these just, like, idols along the way. The carvings are positioned in a way that they will have to swing themselves side by side to collect them. So you're on the rope in the middle of the rope, or you're pulling yourself on the rope, and then you swing yourself off the rope uh, horizontally to collect the idols. They have 10 minutes to collect as many carvings as possible, and there are a maximum of of 10 carvings that they can get. Um, I like this one. Uh, Thinking about it again, this kind of goes against one of our principles for what makes up a good mission in the sense that it's repetitive and people go over again. But at the same time, they didn't stretch out, one. Um, and two, it didn't feel like it was a Michael Bay movie, which I feel like should also be added to the rules for what encompasses a good mission. Um, <laughs> I agree. Definitely a little bit of like one or two Michael Bay missions a season at the very least. That's fine, fine. But not every One mission. or two is fine, but not every mission. I don't need explosions every episode. It's fine. Yeah, um... This one feels like it's just made for landing, right? Like you're looking at yeah. this one. This is this is like, well, like landing on a platter. A, a little bit for Mark Long too, because he's so tall, right? There's definitely a, yeah. a significant advantage um, to height. Yeah, but I think there's an agility and a dexterity that Landon has a pretty big edge on on Mark Long for this one. Yeah, so Landon is the type of challenger who's above average in a lot of stuff. So like this kind of thing a lot of stuff when you put like ropes and climbing and upper body coordination involved then just He's in. you know, forget about it. Yeah. So what are what are some highlights from this? Derek I think collects one. He's the first person to go out of both the sexes and he only collects Something, one within 10 minutes. Yeah, um, this is brilliant, though, his confessional afterwards. And this is something that I feel like every challenger, if you are ever on the challenger, have been on the challenge, you listen to this show, I want you to listen to this right here above all else. If you are sucking ass on a challenge and you figure out the right way to do it at the very end, yeah. keep sucking. Like, yeah. make it because Derek literally sucked the whole time and then when he got it at the very end he was like great job i just showed everybody else how to do this now and it's like no if you're sucking just just throw it just suck and throw it because you don't want to give anyone an advantage if you're doing poorly on the first go you're not gonna win so just suck don't don't give it away he's 
he's also like sneaky, like is uncompetitive athletically as like Danny is though. Like he's not good. Like even in this episode when he goes home against Evan, he can't even he's climb pretty up the bad. Wall. He doesn't even, he doesn't no. get one puzzle piece in place in uh but they called spot on. Is that what it is? I believe it is. Yeah, spot um, on some spot on. I mean, to call Danny, one... I think is harsh, but like he, yeah, yeah it, he's not very good. Derek would be in the top six of all time challenge busts because he came from that last season of Road Rules where he won all the pits. They called him the Pit King, and then on Gauntlet Three, he sucked. On Duel Two, he sucked, and that was it. And he was never good. Like, he never lived up to the hype that they were trying to build him never to. Never did like, anything just, like story. He had no. the one relationship with Paula, right? And that, that's it. I mean. He, the people that are in the, the bus list, I think Derek's in there. I think uh Dunbar I think the other in Derek's there. in there, too. Derek Henry from Dirty 30 and Derek uh, Henry is the bit, well, Oh, man, he's a bad bust. He's a pretty did bad bust. Did you expect anything from him? And then he was, like, yeah. he was a legit college athlete. He played like, like was, he was he a legit a college basketball. Yeah, like he was a legit athlete, had a great body, great muscles, and just sucked at everything. Like well, you know who the terrible. secret number one is? It's got to be Lolo, right? No, I don't no, know because Lolo's mental. I think Lolo has to be way no. up there. No, because no, Lolo doing, like, is a basket case. Just no. Like she would have been like in like a decent like position to go to the final. Like all the people that were left against her, but she she was melting down in the house constantly. Never she didn't win anything, and she wasn't even performing well in the missions. I think that's a, I think that's a fair statement about the missions. But like that's what she was. She was known to be a complete basket case, though. Like that's not yeah. what. Um, like, I, like that's what like people had come to expect. She from her. should have mopped the floor on the champs versus pros season. And she well, was she terrible. did for a lot of it. Like, I mean, honestly, she did. If you go back and watch, she's killing people. I did. Recently, I watched it. And it's just, it's astounding to me how poorly she played that game. And then it was like, it was why when Devin was talking her Can't up for she, The 36, first episode of Champs vs. Pros is like one of my favorite episodes, honestly. It's very, It is very like, good. she is just like out of her mind. And so when Devin was like, oh, she's in a great place. I'm like, dude, she's not going to make the final. She's going to go home. Like, not because she lost, but because she's going to have a mental breakdown. You just, she, you just she, couldn't she, see it. You just couldn't no. see it happening for her. It, no. It if she happen, had mental like, I, I think she, I think she has to be on there. From how... For me in the fantasy position and me, everybody screaming at me about how I'd underpriced her and she was the chalk and she was going to dominate the season, yada, yada. Didn't happen <laughs> at all. No. Nope. Well, I mean, if you're trying to do – well, for the fantasy thing, you're just trying to, like, price out demand, essentially. That's all you're trying to do is, well, like – I know, but the thing – but if I'm just trying to price out demand and the demand is unbelievably high, even higher than I had projected, and then she fails, that's, like, the definition of a You bust. properly rated her, Rob. This yeah, is an area I will give you every prop on the planet. You properly rated Lolo, and she hit that bar. She had meltdowns and did nothing else. Um, what about uh, the guy that was on Real World DC? Real World where? Oh, uh, oh you know wait, no, Real, not on Real World DC. Real World Hollywood, a, the guy on the island. No, 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 no. You're saying Ty? Ty, yeah. Ty is an like, all-time meltdown. Yeah, he was known to be. A can, I don't know if I can put him as much in the all-time bus. I feel he his arc he is definitely very much told that way on Cutthroat. He, he redeemed himself with X's. Um, if X's no, wasn't he didn't he would, either. 
I mean, he no. beats Abram in elimination. That's pretty good. I mean, you've seen it more recently than I have, Trace, so I'll, I'll defer to you on this. I, I would say, yes, he beat Abram, but that was in Cara Maria is weak and unstable. This is not Cara Maria post-Battle yeah, I mean, of the Bloodlines. Cara wasn't involved, and he beats him. He does, but it, it was not... I mean, the, the size advantage he had on Abram was pretty astounding. I mean, it was I not think, a fair I, fight. I definitely think... Well, he's definitely. When a we get to the season, he is a disappointment because on Cutthroat he underperformed badly. When he got on Rivals, he underperformed. When he was on X's, he performed okay, and he had Emily Schramm as his partner, and he couldn't win. And then Rivals too, he really sucked. So I would say he's a big bust. That's me. We need to get that's a whole this. show. We need to get the move on here. We're, we're 30 <laughs> minutes in and we haven't like touched. We're not even through halfway through this episode is, one. <laughs> this is going to be a five hour episode. All right. Oh, so but I cannot have that. Mark finishes. I'll in be drunk by the end of this seconds, episode. And Landon finishes in, I think two minutes and one second. Um, That's insane. He just completely dusts the competition. So Landon wins for the men. Rachel uh, wins for the women. Um, I don't really know if there's any other highlights from that. I think DM may have come in second. Um, and Rachel, Rachel finished in mission. Rachel finished in two minutes and twenty five seconds. Um, did they move? Were the were the carvings closer to the middle rope for the women than they were for the men? I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, uh, yes I would think it's so because it, it seemed like they were able to get them much easier than the men were. Um, I honestly wouldn't even like. I wonder if that wasn't even the plan initially, but they saw how much some of the men were struggling, and then they said, "Well, we'll keep it consistent for them, but then move it in for the women." Yeah. So, which basically handed Rachel the win because Rachel was way taller than every other female on this cast. What about Brittany? She's Brittany so was taller than Brittany. She's decently taller than yeah, Brittany. I think Brittany's, Brittany was. I think Brittany's taller than Rachel. No. If I had to bet, I would bet that Britney's taller than Rachel. I got. We can't. We can. Uh, I don't know. I, we I get the deliberation. Challenge database, Rob. Get it finished. <laughs> I have, the heights are very hard to locate. <laughs> I think uh, Greg might have that. The actually. heights. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to send ask him a message him. on Discord. Oh well, yeah, send we'll him, have to ask him later. Send, just send it to him now, and he'll probably have it to us within like the next twenty minutes. Yeah, but yeah, we have to go. We have, we have to go since me going on Discord could like. Corrupt my entire. Computer. That could take five days. Happen. Okay, Rob, let's the, be real. That could see, take Rob, a long time. We were telling time. people. We were telling people the thing about the maps and uh, <laughs> your phone, and they like couldn't believe it. They they were mystified. Mystified. They were like, yeah. All right. You get the deliberation for episode eight. Landon says that they're going to start off with uh, Mark or Brittany. There isn't really much that comes from the deliberation between uh, with her with himself no. and Rachel. After that, Jen says that um, she shouldn't have to go in today, even though that she feels like she's on the chopping block right now. I don't know if she, what her. I don't remember what her. Yeah, what's her reasoning about that? that she's been in. She, like, yeah, that uh, maybe other people haven't been in, and maybe that she. Has she seen how the game's better. been going so far? I know, but like, I, <laughs> I think she's even aware of that too. It's just kind of one of those things where she feel probably just feels a little bit frustrated. Um, Rachel says this is a very good moment for Rachel, where she talks about how. 
she has to watch out for herself. And even though that she has feelings for Jen, she's not going to jeopardize her, her position in the game uh, to be able to keep Jen out of elimination. And Jen <laughs> uh, says that she hates that Anissa is still there. After that, uh, there's a conversation between, I think it's Tori, Evan, and uh, Mark, Evan, Tori, and Landon. And Tori in a confessional says that Evan is playing this game paranoid as they kind of go through the list and who's going to be selected where. Evan says that he knows uh, that uh, he wants to know who uh, Derek is going to call when he's uh, call out when he's uh, left to be last because that's presumed who uh, is going to be left at this point. Um, and that's just foreshadowing for the fact that uh, Derek will inevitably pick Evan. That whole conversation about, like, Evan's playing this game paranoid, who's not playing the Duel 2 with a paranoid really game except for Mark Evan Long? Within, right? Like, they always talk about Evan, like, being like, like I guess it's because he's getting not, called in. If you're not Mark Long, who wouldn't be paranoid in Duel 2? Oh, and because Landon, Mark Long's never Landon. getting called in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you're Rachel not Mark Long and Landon, or Rachel, because no one's calling yeah. in Rachel either. If you're not one of those three, you have a legitimate right to be paranoid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, th- those three are pretty safe at this point in time. But uh, they really, they, they I really still would wait. be more willing to test the waters with Mark Long than other people seemingly. Once you get at least to this point in the cast, they they really kind of lay it on with Evan this season, uh, as far as the the edit they they use because they have that moment with Nehemiah too, where like Nehemiah like publicly like drags He's him. Very very much the focal point. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it ever really changes, except maybe, yeah, I don't know. We can talk about it as it happens. But uh, in the next scene, Jen starts to complain to Diem and Tori about Anissa. She says that she's the drama queen, does deserve the money. And this is an, an, an approximate quote, but she some, says something to the extent of, I'm going to walk over to her bed, punch her in the face, and, and, and punch her in the, the face while she's sleeping about Anissa. Jeez. And then after that, she says, uh, well, I don't think a person who with her soul deserves to win. End quote. But see, I think that's very harsh. Like it I mean, is that, harsh. Like that's 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 a little much for me. We get to the selection. Uh, Marcus first, then Brittany, and then it cascades all the way down to uh, Jen and Derek being the last people left. Derek selects Evan to go into. Uh, the duel with him and Jen takes DM and Derek has a, a comment about how he says that he thinks he has a better chance to get M- against MJ, but MJ is there for his family and doesn't want to do that to him. And so he wants to give him as much of a chance as he can. DM says that she's surprised that Jen uh, selected her and for the duel games, Derek selects spot on which Art Evan has already won once before, and Jen picks Pushover, which she has actually won before against Katie. And DM says that uh, she's going to win, uh, so she's pretty confident going into this. Note this confessional probably takes place after the elimination. Very yes. true. Uh, Jen and Rachel talk. Jen kind of tells her her thought process about selecting DM instead of uh, Anissa. And I think that's like the right move. I think she definitely has a much better chance against DM than Anissa. Um, all in all, but 
after that, Derek and Jen have a conversation about, I don't know, just the game and going into the duel. After that, the last uh, scene that we have before the elimination, Evan and Issa are shown bonding together about the duel uh, before the next day. And Evan says that he's going to uh, cry the next day if he wins and says that this is going to be the toughest uh, duel yet. But uh, there was a really funny quote there about uh, how Anissa is his only friend in the house, but I didn't write it down. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? No, I actually don't. Have thought that his only... uh, no, I remember it vaguely. I don't have it written down, though. About how his only friend in the house is uh, some black girl from Chicago. Uh, who would have thought? But we get new uh, elimination. Evan just constantly cracks me up with the E Prey Love book, where there's tape on the E and the Prey, but the one on the Love is like way too far down. It's love strategically yeah. misplaced. Strate- exactly. We get new the elimination for episode eight. The men go first. It's spot on. If you. I mean, if you've been listening to this far, you know what spot on is, but it's essentially the one where they have to climb up a wall with missing puzzle pieces and put the puzzle pieces in place. The person that has all the pieces in place first wins. And the way that they make have this edited, it makes it look like there's zero hesitation in Evan's game here. He's literally picking the <laughs> puzzle pieces out and putting doing. them in place. He's, he Derek's pretty much knows a train wreck. Yeah, he does. He, he struggles to climb up. He doesn't know which puzzle pieces to put where. It's just all in all one of the biggest blowouts in any elimination. Yeah. I like part of this part of this composure and like poison and elimination. This is part of why I think Evan's like way better than Kenny. I mean, they're just different I, parts of the game, right? Like, I don't think yeah. the argument for Kevin Kenny is that he's great at elimination. What is like, the argument? For Kennedy, that he's like one of the best political players ever. Like, that's the argument. I mean, I think Evan's pretty freaking good too. I mean, yeah, he has but people Evan... this season saying that like they can't stand him, and he's like, "What, what did Nehemiah call him?" Yeah, like, but, like, I mean, okay, like if you compare this to Kenny on Duel One, Kenny on Duel One could have been in this situation. Oh, he's a he train just loses in his first one. elimination. He's so bad. I know, we're not one. we're not saying that he's he's like good at elimination. I've never said that. No, but I'm no. saying that even politically, he could have been in this situation. Well, politically, on he was at the complete bottom of that totem pole because because I'm saying if he like he could have been portrayed as much worse at politics if he was also better at elimination because he would have hung around longer on those seasons. Well, after Duel only, one, how many seasons? He hung around every other season. He didn't uh, that, go that, home that, again. Yeah, one There's season. one season. It's one season. One uh, season. That's just... the one thing people don't understand. Kenny made every single final on every season he was I, on. I think people very much understand one. that. I just think he has a pretty easy cakewalk to get there. And some of that's his political ability, but a lot, of that, a lot of that's also the format season. Political and alliances, man. That that will win you the challenge. I mean, it's also not like his political game on Fresh Meat 2 is great. Wait, say that again? No, his well, political politics on Fresh Me 2 was not right. amazing. It's exceptional, oh, dude. It's like, it's oh, like one of the all-time... His political game on Fresh Me yeah, 2? Yeah, dude. Yes. Dude, Absolutely. oh my god. Like very much. He literally like... had the entire house against him. Yeah. And he was able to turn three teams to his side. Dude. Just like, in like, persuasion. He puts well, on we'll a talk clinic. about it when we get there. Absolute yeah, clinic on Fresh Me 2 might be 10 episodes. I mean, seriously. Fresh Me 2 is so good. It deserves more time. All right. So. Because, like, he, he gets in a hole early, but, like, he's able to, like, maneuver his way out of it into a, the point where it's, he's, he, he, he goes from being public enemy number one to power position. Yeah. Like how many, and how many here's seasons? the thing. He predicts. 
he literally predicts in episode three exactly the way the season is going to go down. Like, I mean, he note for note says exactly what's going to happen, and it happens. He's also in it power in every single episode. Like, as a credit no, for one of the missions, he has by far. Yeah, he does. He Landon wins two missions gets, that season, and then Jen and Pete pick up a few at the end. Yeah, well, he did get thrown into this exile like 10 episodes, at one right? time, too. No, I'm yeah, saying a few of them, they each pick up one, and then he wins all the rest of them, which is, again, a credit to him. But he has Laurel as his part, and a lot of those missions are just based on who has the best female. Laurel's by far, like, the best female. Uh, yeah, Laurel's destroying time. people that season. Because Which is the one why that... Her. She's not Luke. We need to stop talking about it, because I'll go on for an hour. Like, that, for yeah, real. Right, like, that season is insane. Let's go on yeah. double speed. All right. DM, <laughs> DM goes against Jen and Pushover. The first collision is pretty decent. Uh, DM wins the first point and the second point, and I don't That's even it. really remember it being that close. Uh, Jen goes home. Oh, this is a bit. I think I think Game threw some props for this elimination. By the way, mm-hmm. like it's not like Jen is like she just won an earlier one where she was able to beat her competitor pretty handily against Katie, though. Yeah. Um, to me, beats, yeah, this elimination Katie. exposed Jen for what she is. Jen incredible politics like incredible at the political the piece of this game well the later seasons after this she's masterful at it her, her, never her, even her fresh me too is really interesting yeah like she somehow survived that far and it's astounding but physically and in terms of endurance one-on-one performance absolute shit just absolute we, shit we got to get this do this real quick because we're going to talk a ton about the fashion show at the start of episode nine so <laughs> Yes, Jen says that uh, leaving Rachel sucks more than losing the game. Anissa says that uh, Jen, Jen and Rachel probably won't be anything after this. Uh, so she adds her two cents in here. After the elimination, Anissa says that uh, she's upset that Rachel can't understand why she's upset. And that Anissa says that if she wants to stay uh, at the game in this point, she has to win a challenge or a duel. Uh, because she thinks she's going to be on the bottom of the totem pole. But that gets us into episode nine. One of the most memorable moments from this season, at least for me. Uh, I thought this was, I don't even remember being this being th- that funny. I was like cracking up at this last night when I yeah. um, They put on the fashion show. Mark is the announcer. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. With the, the accent, the commentary, phenomenal. Brad, MJ, and Evan are the judges. I don't even really know if our descriptions can do it any justice. Uh, just watch it. But it's so good. You just say what dog they were as they each came out, at least according to Mark. <laughs> yeah. And the winner of the fashion show was a five-way tie between all the contestants. Shocking. In typical Mark Long fashion. <laughs> yeah. So polite. Uh, I'm sure he had deals to split the reward prize with all of them. It's like, did you guys ever? Uh, I will watch... say this though, Landon's uh, costume is funny. Like, just nothing but juice boxes. That's it. That's his costume. How many juice boxes did they have? There's probably uh, enough to cover his waist, but I, nothing I, really else didn't, I didn't think juice boxes were going to be what was on the menu, like challenge catering menu. You think I'm sometimes they just have the intern go out to the store and are like, "Dude, just I mean, they're in New Zealand. Want to be quality? Whatever you can get within our budget, get it." Yeah, and they Pretty pick much. things that can't go bad too. They want things that are just like yeah. always good. That's, like, that's, that's, why that's a good point too. There's ramen. Yeah, like, yeah. getting like, milk in the challenge house is probably a rough go. Well, back then, yes. 
And it, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and skip to the next scene because it just cracked me up, like MJ tucking Evan into bed like he would his daughter. Like, that was really funny to me because, like, me tucking in my daughter is, like, a thing. So, like, it was really, really funny yeah. for that to be, like, a scene. And it was just such, like, a fun, cute moment. I was just a fan of it. It was just fun. Those two scenes back-to-back, the fashion show and then MJ tucking Evan into their bed were really good. And then we get into more fire and brimstone stuff as... Tori and Brad start to argue, and see this is where things really. Are you guys in or out on this? By the way, just so we can have to, have to start. You're in? in. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty out. I enjoy this. I. It's one of those things where, with the benefit of hindsight, you could tell this marriage was never going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like watching the way the two of them communicated with each other yeah. was just like. The way my wife and I, like, my wife and every marriage has issues. I don't care who you are, how good your marriage is, how bad your marriage is. Every marriage has issues. It is all about how you speak to each other and the respect and love you show each other that matters, okay? If you do that poorly, you are in a bad way. And watching the two of them handle conflict is like watching two monkeys throw feces at each other. Like, it is terrible. Like, absolutely terrible. If I talk I, I to just, my wife the way he talks to her, and the, if my wife talked to me the way she talks to him, this thing would just blow up in my house. Like, this is a train wreck. I, I just, maybe, I, I'm just never here for, like, there's, like, funny relationship stuff, and then there's, like, more serious relationship stuff. And when it falls in the latter category, I just don't find it enjoyable to watch yeah like this is just sad and then all and, and what makes yeah, it worse in hindsight is it knowing that so there are much kids the episode. yeah that, and like, then like the, I, I don't really i don't really i don't like the relationship stuff that they have on the show really but i like this um what well i don't know i mean i thought the this was only good stuff. part about this the only good part about this is when brad's talking about packing up and going home and like Evan and him leave the room, and Mark and them start yeah. joking. Like, did you guys see Evan? Like, hey man, gonna help you pack? Like, let's get out of here. Let's get you out of here. And it was like, no, he was yeah, like, that, Evan, that's Evan what says, I get out of it too. Like, follow. He says something like, "Follow your heart" or something like that. You know, yeah. like do do what you you think you follow need to your do. heart, Brad. Here, let, let's 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 fly through this though. So Tori and Brad argue. The, the truck crux of the argument seems to be that Brad doesn't have a real job, um, and that Tori feels like they need to be in a better spot financially as a, as a couple. Tori talks to DM. Tori is packing her bags and says that uh, she gave Brad their engagement ring back. Brad says in a conversation with Mark, Evan, Landon, and MJ, they're kind of in a room uh, trying to like, kind of like keep Brad's spirits up and or not even, just like hearing him talk and just like listening to what's going on. Um, Brad says that she keeps like asking like what he's going to do for, do for a job. And he says that the economy is tough right now and it's, it's not easy to find a job and that she is doing everything that she can do to break him. And after, after Brad leaves the room, um, Mark, there's a conversation about whether or not they think Brad will leave over this. And Mark says that there's no way that he would leave. And MJ says that he loves that Evan said, follow your heart. Uh, when Evan get, gives his like two cents on about whether or not he should stay in the house. Brad and Tori talk, uh, more more arguments um and then brad and landon talk and landon says maybe the best thing for uh tori uh would be to leave the house and that would kind of give them some space in their relationship to be able to sort things out um while the two of them are apart brad is 
vehemently against this idea. Uh, and the conclusion to this whole relationship saga uh, before the challenge is that Brad and Tori go on a walk. They talk through everything. And Brad convinces her to stay. And Tori says that she knows she'll spend the rest of her life with Brad. Bravo. Yep, well played. Yeah, See, you you roll through that yeah, pretty quickly, honestly. But like, it takes up a lot of the episode. This is a it's, long, it's eleven minutes, long time. Eleven minutes of a forty-one minute episode is. Spent I remember when this. I watched it initially. I'm like, I cannot do this. Like, I I can't sit through this. Like this, it was oh, really? it's interminable. Yeah, I didn't think this. Was, I didn't we, think it was bad at all. I enjoyed it. Um, oh I, God, I, 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 I don't get it. Here's I don't get it. Like I, that's me. I, uh, I don't get it. There are funny moments of it, but like most of it as a married dude is just kind of excruciating to watch people badly communicate with each other. And it, it it's hard to see it. And knowing where they are still spatting on Twitter with each other about. Yeah, especially knowing life, now. Like it's it's just like I, I can't. I think in in its time when it aired, I probably liked it more. What knowing where I am in life now, and then seeing where they are in life now, this is really hard to watch. Like really hard. And I, Rob, what you were saying about how it takes up a significant amount of the episode—that's where I was thinking too, watching it last night. And I was also like going into the mission. I was thinking to myself, this must be one of the fastest missions ever because they just milked up like yeah, I, so I, much. I, what, time. what was it? It was. Uh, uh, Probably close to a third of the episode. Eleven right? minutes. I timed it. It's eleven minutes of the episode. So it's a quarter That's, of the episode. A, over a quarter, yeah. Twenty-five percent um, of the episode is spent on this fight. We get into the challenge, which is essentially a spelling bee. It's called spe- spelling air. Solid pun. Uh, it's an individual challenge. Landon and Rachel. They should bring uh, this back. So it's just a strict, just a straight up spelling bee. I mean, they kind of do. Just do it. That's half the trivia question. They it's, really need to just do an all spelling bee because it's friggin' hysterical. Honestly, that, my only works. thing with trivia is they can't be multiple choice and it can't be like true false. You need to have yeah, them just the throwing false, anything out there. I'm okay with multiple choice. True false? No, that's just no, dumbing this no, whole no, situation. No, no, no. I need, I need Mahatma Gandhi. Exactly, that's what I need. I need Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> you I need, need Johnny Banana saying Dutch. Dutch is the official language of all. The, the free like, trivia mission is incredible. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> Dutch. So the to describe this mission, each player will be suspended 100 feet in the air on a platform over water. TJ will ask them to spell a word. If they incorrectly spell the word, the platform will be released and they will fall to the water. Um, Only one time, too. No like the, exits or anything. The missions nope, you, you for, miss, you're out. The missions for this set of episode are pretty good. Like, I mean, last episode I thought was solid, and this one's solid, too. It definitely does not have the Michael Bay feel, uh, which is good. <laughs> we get some, some humor and people misspelling words. Um, Tori dry think, heaving was a good moment, too. Oh yeah! Before the, the mission, I think you you kind of broke the lead on this. All one. the, the women that are just Ian freaking out. Of mind. Oh man, it's hilarious. Ian's like holding like, Anissa's not hand that bad. and is like just just having a conniption. Like it's it's Heights, rough. They they're literally attached to a rope. It's not that bad. Um, I mean, some people just have like a legit thing with heights where it's just not going to work. Like I like I don't have a thing. Li- with- 
they literally were dangling on the side of a cliff earlier this season. This is no, nothing compared to that. It's, it's, trust me, it's, it's definitely something you should at least try to rectify if you're going to be on the challenge is any sort of vertigo or fear If you of heights are issue. afraid of heights, let me help you. The challenge is not for you or you just need to be prepared to be a train wreck. It's one of the yeah, two. You just need, yeah, you just got to like, – because like Jasmine actually gave a lot of credit for because she was <laughs> petrified of heights and water. But she never really, like, didn't do anything. Like, she was always actually pretty she ready would to go, ju- but you could just tell in her She face. would just yeah. yell, Jesus, take the wheel, which always <laughs> cracked me up every time she did it. Jesus, take the wheel! Like, it, I knew it was coming, and I laughed every time. It was that, That's one, Trace, that's also one of my more favorite opinions of yours. You having her um, in your top six funniest challengers, just because I didn't think She's about so it. But good. it's a very good in call. terms of She's, entertainment, man, good. like... Put that girl on all stars, please. Her, her, like, and, Kyrie on battle, her, her back. and Kyrie on Battle of the Exes One are by far the best part of the first half. Of the season. Rivals where they actually hooked up is just as funny. Like yeah, it's that's a pretty couple. It's so her funny. smashing the mirror in Rivals, and then and saying like, Teresa? "Well, I guess I've got my partner for the next Rivals with Teresa." She, sure she enough, right. Rivals too. She and Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> so for this challenge, the women go first. It's very quick. It only lasts two rounds. <laughs> Tori and Rachel are the only ones that spell words correctly the first round. And then Tori gets her second word wrong and Rachel gets her second word correct. Rachel wins. Quick victory. Yeah. For the men, it That's seems probably to why they bit. spent so much time on Brad and Tori's thing is like the women took 30 seconds. Like, I think they spent more time showing the women freak out about the challenge than them actually performing the challenge. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. For the men, it's difficult to tell based off of the way they edit, but it seems like it it goes by pretty uh, quick as well. It comes down to Evan and Mark being the last, last ones left. Evan wins, and MJ says that uh, he would have picked Evan because MJ at this point knows that he's going to be the one going into the duel for the men. Yeah. And he would have he he says that he would have chosen Evan, which is interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know what I think about that. DM says that she also here because uh, Anissa is it's a foregone conclusion that Anissa is going to be the last one left for the women. DM says that she has a feeling that Anissa is going to call her out. Go ahead, Trace. Please don't blow by um, MJ falling too. Like that oh, was God, really yeah. funny. That's my fault. The donkey noise <laughs> as he fell. I literally almost peed myself. I was laughing so hard again. Like every time <laughs> I see that moment where he's like <laughs> as he fell. Yeah, it's pretty it, it's pretty it's good. So funny. That's a pretty Maybe that's a impression. show. We can do like top top funniest falls, top most terrifying falls. Like that's definitely a show. Katie Doyle on Cutthroat wins every time. Like that is terrifying or funny or both. Both. She wins both. Like it's terrifying and one of the funniest things I've ever seen. More than Siobhan on ruins. Siobhan would be a close second where she pops her boob. That would be number two. But Katie literally does like a cartwheel at full speed and then hits the water face first. Like she went hard. Like that girl was trying as hard as she could and hit a brick wall and nearly died. Like it, it was so good that on all stars, they made sure to show it again and remind everybody what happened. Like that's how good that moment is. All right. 
deliberation occurs. Evan says that the decision isn't hard. MJ is going into the duel and that Anissa and MJ will be last. Uh, Rachel says that she would rather save DM for herself for the, the next elimination. And that, that that's ultimately what, what she wants to happen. So Evan lets uh, MJ know coming out of this that it's probably going to be him. Uh, MJ goes through all of his options of who he could take. And Rachel, uh, th- Rachel kind of like uh, gaslights Anissa here into selecting Tori because mm-hmm. Rachel wants DM potentially there for the, the last duel in case that she has to go in and convinces Anissa here to take in Tori, who she perceives as the, the better competitor, uh, which I think is probably correct. I think there's like a marginal difference between the two, but I would, I think, she, I, think I don't think it's overly better. drastic. No, I, I, I think Tori, Tori and DM are properly like pretty even. Like you could pretty much swap one for the other competitively, in my opinion. I think based on just what they've done, you'd say Tori's maybe a tad better in like a final situation. But it's not like Dean's been bad in finals either. So I, I can yeah. see well, why the priority would be to take out Tori. It still boggles my mind that Tori won two finals. Granted, you can put an asterisk next to Gauntlet three. But on Cutthroat, like she had Brad seasons. Dunbar and Tyler like in a team season, and the other two teams were Emily and Jen, who weren't going to win. And then you had the dysfunctional gray team, which completely fell apart in that final. Well, they also like, got, it wasn't like, a competitive. Like, it seemed like Dunbar like poisoned their food before the mission. Well, there's a whole story behind that, which we'll talk about when we get to Cutthroat. But still. Like the red team was easily the favorite going into that final, and they blew the competition away. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, I, like, I just think with this era, with like, team oh. seasons, just people win seasons that are just like you can see to stumble into. It's like when you look at the end of the bench on yeah. the NBA team. Yeah, I mean but that's how Tory is a two-time challenge champion. Yeah, like like Juwan Howard's got two NBA titles, and he was a good player back in his day, but it wasn't from that. Yeah. And it also is a testament to how hard it is to win the show because you think about how many seasons Brad was on. He only won one season. That's it. As good as Brad is and as many seasons as he did, he just could not pull that W until Cutthroat. I mean, he, I for, we'll talk about this when we get to the final, but I forgot how close the end of this final was for the men. I mean, it literally oh, came really? down to a second. Um, it's one of the things that sticks out more from the season for me. No, I completely forgot about that. I didn't I had no recollection of that um, as I watched the final last night. But, I mean, he was in the lead, too. You know what I mean? He was in the driver's seat, and hit, he just started to freeze up. Well, during we'll the talk about that again. We have to talk about the controversy with that, though. Yeah, we'll that, that's, a, that's a – yeah, definitely. Yeah, do you really think – I don't know. Do you think that's what it is? I, I like – because let's he's definitely not surprised at all if that's the case. Let's get to it when we get right. there. Let's get to it when we get there. It comes down to uh, because I have some information that I don't know if I can share on this with the two of you. Like or well, I mean, it's like the same information we all have. No, you, no, you, you guys. I don't know. I don't think you guys have this information. Um, okay, about this so final. We, uh, about the collusion to share the money and what happens. Um, I don't think we talked about this, so we'll have to talk yeah, about this. Have. Offer. But, 
We no, well, I don't know if we know what we've, we've I talked. Mean, he seems like he's pretty on edge about something, so maybe he. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think I can this, this. But we've, we've. I mean, I know Landon pretty much spilled the beans on a podcast once. So yeah, this I know is this is like this is additional information um, that, about what happens later. Um, okay, we'll we'll talk about it off air. Um, maybe we'll do an addendum to this podcast then. All yeah, right, we can, we'll, we'll keep. Uh, we we can't do this public, but um, we get to. We get to the selection. MJ and Anissa are last. Anissa picks Tori to go into the duel. MJ says that he's going to go with Brad. Anissa says that she picked Tori because she hasn't gone into the duel yet. And Tori says that uh, she picked her because she was doing Rachel's dirty work. And so there's a little bit of sniping that goes back and forth between Rachel and Anissa. MJ picks dual pole dancing for the elimination. Anissa picks elevator. Tori is excited about this and makes like an audible noise because she's excited that it's not something physical and something that Anissa won't be able to get her hands on or over. After selection, Landon and Brittany talk. Landon says that uh, Tori will win if she doesn't buckle under the pressure and that it would be great if they were already in the, the final, uh, which is kind of foreshadowing for the fact that, they're st- that they plan to spring one more duel on everyone before they get to the final. Rachel tells Anissa that they, she thinks Elevator is a good choice for her. This is Rachel really trying to just, like, build Anissa up in this scene. She says that, um, yeah, she just talks her up even more. The next scene uh, is a confrontation between Anissa and Tori in the kitchen. And Anissa pretty much, I don't know, she's trying to, like, talk trash to Tori here and say that, like, she doesn't think that she was a good sport. Um, when I think Tori is just pretty much stating the reality of the situation here that wh- whether or not Anissa believes this to be true the editors do make it seem like Anissa picked Tori because Rachel wanted her to and not necessarily because it was it was the best choice for her. It at least seemed like a pretty significant influence. Correct. Uh, Anissa tells Tori that she thinks she's full of shit and then uh, I have a note here that it really does seem like controversy just follows Anissa. You know what I mean? For as much as she tries to like, the reason play, she keeps getting casted. Yeah, yeah. As much as she tries to like, just like play the card of like being the victim, um, it really does seem to like be around her. Um, I don't and know if it's really, she really. Go ahead. See, I don't even know if it's as much a victim thing. I think some of it's more intentional than that. All right. Uh... But see, here's the thing, too, about Anissa. Hold on, before we go off of that. The other thing about Anissa is when it's time to perform in eliminations, even today, she finds a way to win in eliminations. I mean, I think it's kind of... She has the drama, and she has whatever is going on, but when it's nut-cutting time, she more often than not wins an elimination. Oh, I mean, she gets a few where she gets knocked out right before the end, like Rivals 2 or this past season, yeah. or Total Madness. So I think it's... But again, she goes in multiple times every season. We've talked about it before. She just she beats who she's supposed to yep. be and the elimination she's supposed to win. She loses who she's supposed to lose and the she's supposed to lose. So you can at least yep. give her credit for consistency. I, I, I completely agree. Yep. Well, I mean, I don't know if you give her credit for that. I mean, I think it's just like the fact of the matter. Um, yeah. I'm just, I mean, it's not like she but and here's the other piece, because I, I can't believe I'm defending Anissa here, but you still have to perform to the expectations. 
You know, like how many people go into elimination where it appears like they should just mop the floor with this person and they lose. Like yeah. in our yes interview, he like outright came back at us and was like, when I said to him, like we were shocked at that outcome. And he's like, I wasn't shocked at all, but we were tripping. And he laid out what was going on he behind didn't the say scenes. He, and he, was, he said we weren't shocked, like the whole house. I don't know if he said yeah, that. Yeah, he, he basically said he wasn't. But he was like, the whole house was tripping when that moment was happened, was his quote. And he's absolutely right because, like, he had information everybody else didn't. But at the same time, like, on paper, you've got Big Easy, who's not exactly known for rising to the occasion. Hassel has got a bum knee, and you're going Wrong again. On the ground. And, and you've got Nehemiah and Kendall? Kendall, who's like, won two already, too. We, we've talked about this yeah. about – we talk, I brought this up when it happened, though, that Nehemiah really, like, what's his most impressive moment on the show? He really doesn't have a lot. He doesn't really have one. Um, and so when you kind of look <laughs> yeah. at it in hindsight from that lens, it, it makes it more believable, right? Because it seems like yep. it seems like Easy was practicing puzzles before he came on. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he, he was, he he was that very good. He, he does that win that one mission. Moves. He was the only person that completed that puzzle correctly in that yeah. one mission. It got to be on the puzzle apps before you go on. And Kendall, Kendall did too, but it just wasn't oriented the right direction. It was upside down. Yeah. But um, on paper, you would never – I don't know too many people that would have put their money on Big Easy and Bumney Hasella. Like, that's just a hard – no matter what the elimination is, that is a that is a rough road to hoe. And like the, they pulled it off. And it was all Big Easy. Hasella did nothing in that elimination. That was like all Big Easy. Like, Big Easy really, did all of it. That's a – that's a good one in the same way that the uh, Dario Rafi one versus Corey and Mitch was good. You know, I what think I mean? those like, are very different. Like the Dario Rafi like one they, kills There's me. just something like really random that happens in the middle of the elimination. <laughs> What's the um, random thing for the easy uh, Tessella one? Tessella tears at like her ACL and Patella oh, For me, it's not in the middle. I guess <laughs> the Dario Rafi one that happens at the end. Whereas the Hissella yeah, is the I'm one just, that's like right at the beginning she tears At the her. very I'm beginning, the like, like, tears her patella. Literally tears her knee apart. In the middle of the... In it the middle still of it. wins because Big Easy just schooled them. Like It just was mind-blowing as a viewer to see Big Easy that dominant in something. Because every time... Ugh, it's just crazy when you think about, about it. it. How that's, crazy... How crazy is it that Hasella was going to tr- try and compete in the final with a torn patellar tendon and a torn ACL? She's tough I mean, as nails, man. Hasn't that, like, happened before? Like, what does Jordan tear on Dirty Jordan 30? Jordan broke his leg and won Dirty 30. <laughs> I just, I think it just happened sometimes like that, honestly. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know what happened to Jordan. Like, we don't, I don't, I think I've heard, like, He legitimately after, broke his leg. Legitimately I mean, broke, he broke his leg. Like, he'd be crawling around. He needed I, Not uh, necessarily. He cracked. Yeah, a, you can he, get like he, a. It, you can get a fracture. You can have a crack bone. Yeah. I would. It's considered a yeah. hairline fracture. Considered a broken leg. Yes, it's considered a broken yes. bone. Yes. Really? Yeah. Considered yes. a broken right. bone. A fracture is a broken bone. So, like um, that is what is. But it, it just goes to show you what adrenaline will sometimes do. Like when adrenaline kicks in, you, those endorphins go, and you don't feel it. But as soon as you're done, and those endorphins go away, it sucks. So we get to the elimination. 
I guess this is another reason why they were able to stretch out that Brad and Tori drama so long is that they don't have any of the lim- eliminations in episode nine. It's to be continued into episode 10. So the women go which, first. Which is absolutely crazy because that means we get four eliminations this coming episode. Yeah. Yep. Tori says that. They crammed uh, so much into this episode. It's, it's, un- it's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. So the women start to compete. Tori says the upper body strength is one of her good qualities. And before they cut to the two week Continued. It does look like it is pretty close between Tori and Anissa in Elevator. We get into episode 10. Tori says that her arms are exhausted. And Anissa says that she can hear Rachel and Brittany cheering for her in the background. Anissa wins. It does look like it's close. Um, Tori and Brad say goodbye. I mean, if you're Rachel and Brittany, you're cheering as hard as possible for Anissa in this situation, right? Yeah, you want sure. Anissa to win to run against her in the final. For sure. No offense, Anissa. You're, I love you. You serve a great purpose on the show. I would love to run a final against you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> who would you, Rob? Who would you take in a final, Tracer and Anissa? What are they doing? <laughs> a typical final. The All Stars final. The All Stars uh, final. All right, just take the dual two final. We're doing the dual two final. Me versus Anissa. Who wins? How much bourbon has Trace had before the final? Zero. I think that's probably a detriment. I think you need at least one. <laughs> I could do better with the bourbon. Maybe I would not climb the pole with a bicycle. Okay. Well, I think it's a toss-up. All right. The men go next. It's dual pole dancing. Um, winners receive a MP3 docking station. Did you mention that? Uh, MJ says that he's thinking about his family. And Brad gets a pretty decent lead before MJ tries to pull him down. And then Brad, uh, he, Brad, Brad's able to shake off MJ and ends up pu- pushing MJ off at the, the perfect time. Brad pretty much dominates this. This is, this is a really, this, this is kind of one of the best case scenarios for Brad for the, the choice and elimination. Um, yeah. this, this wasn't MJ's strong suit. Like MJ was really hoping for, for pushover probably. But How much do you think he outweighs Brad by, though? He looks relatively thin on this season. MJ's 75 pretty, pounds? Like his, I think he's a significant amount bigger than him. Yeah, I mean, he was look, he's a former football player, so he's definitely got that going for him. Yeah. I just know compared I would to put, Brad looks like he's in the 180s, and I would put MJ in the 220s. Okay. If not yeah. higher. Yeah. Um, maybe, just, maybe I'm just thinking MJ about the was then. not in as good a shape as this season as he was for Gauntlet 3. Like the dad the dad bod had started to kick in. in yeah, this I, he just seems like he was much bulkier on Gauntlet 2 and Gauntlet 3 than this season. He just looked a little thin. Yeah, dude, having kids, man, uh, that will make your gut appear. Trust me. <laughs> um, all right, TJ, t- everyone notices that TJ tells them that he'll see them soon and not. Uh, you've made the final. So everyone's very observant about that. Back at the house, um, TJ appears. He brings them into a room and DM, Brittany, and Anissa start to just automatically cheer when TJ... Well, he said you guys are the final four, final eight. Or something. I don't don't remember what it was, but they they just... You're the final eight and they're all like, yeah, and they're like, that means nothing. Mark looks at this means nothing. This means nothing. We're we're not anywhere yet. There's a butt coming. Yeah. TJ tells everyone uh, that there will be one final duel. And I thought this was interesting that he tells them that there's going to be one final duel. And then he has them pick the duel game ahead of the time that they know who's going to actually be in the duel. 
I don't really like that. I don't think that should kind of. It's just weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. Unnecessary. So Anissa, because she won the last duel, picks pushover out of the cards. And Brad, because he won against MJ, picks it for the men, and he picks back off, which, I mean, lucky for us. But (laughs) TJ tells them that they have one hour to deliberate and decide who will go into the duel. And the men talk about who they select. This is one of the most – another very memorable moment for this season. The men talk about who they will select. And Landon says maybe that they do it based on performance. Maybe they draw out of a hat. Then they talk about voting, and Landon's like, okay, let's vote. I'll go get the hat and pins and paper. Evan very astutely <laughs> looks around the room, points some fingers like, yeah, should we maybe vote for Landon? And, and Mark Long is like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> he pretty much Landon. just like <laughs> makes the executive decision that that's what's going to happen. Evan, Evan throws it out yeah. there, and Mark Long seals it in place. Um, the women, I mean, go, seriously, though, get the hat. In yeah. the group of four, in the group of four, Evan, Mark, and Brad are really good politicians in this game, and Landon is not. Like, he should have better than in that room. room. Yeah, like, and Landon's obviously the biggest threat to win, too, so you want the guy that's the biggest threat I think you have a much better shot. Like, I think Landon's amazing in eliminations. I think you have a better shot of beating him in elimination than a final. I think in a final, yeah. you're absolute toast. Like, at least a final, it's 50-50. In a, or an elimination, it's 50-50. Yeah. In a final... 50-50? If he gets a lead on you, you're screwed. Like, you just, well, he, like, like just from true odds, it's 50-50. From, like, actual, like, performance odds, then, you know, then Lane just yeah. got an edge. But, but like you said, anything can happen. Like, if it's one-on-one, it could go either way. You know, like it just. So, I mean, okay, like maybe Landon tears his Achilles getting out of the boat on the final. But or that's, that's you have what Brad of... did to win the elimination, which just like it, on paper, I would have picked Landon to win this too, but Brad just outsmarted him. Like that's See, what it I'm, boiled down to. I might, I might take uh, Landon with a torn ACL in this versus the field in that final. To be honest, like I think he still probably wins that. This is really um, well set up for him too, because he's got a biking yeah. pass. Like he's yeah. just and yeah, running he just people. But Ugh, man, so so I I, I, I just again like we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think this is absolutely crazy. Like to change up the rules this much for the final vote, I think is absolutely crazy. It's one thing to have like a purge or something where it's just competition based, but you're not having a mission. You're having them pick the mission before. They're picking opponents. It's just a strict vote, so you can just take out the easiest final threat. Like, there's just I, – I really don't like this. I think it's as bad – for things in this era of the show, I think it's very, very bad. There's something else that happens here, and we'll get to it, um, that I think – I thought about it more, and I, I think it's kind of crazy that they allow it. But we'll get to that when the, uh, this upcoming elimination happens. But – the women start to vote. Rachel, Brittany, and Anissa all vote for DM. They kind of just jump on board. It seems they're much tighter, the three of them, than DM is with them because DM was kind of her main person was Tori, um, and she's no longer there. But the men, the men vote. It's unanimous that it's Landon. Landon tells Brad that he's probably going to take him in. DM for the women says that she's not going to tell anyone, which I think is very wise. There's no reason to like no, why would let you? your opponent. Um, kind of like mentally prepare themselves. Uh, so TJ finds out that uh, Lane and Diem will be the people on elimination. At elimination, uh, Lane and chooses Brad. Diem, uh, 
unveils the fact that she's going to choose Brittany, which it is the best choice for her. Wouldn't we all agree? Yeah. Brittany gives her the elimination itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she makes and the correct if I'm choice. I'm Landon. I'm sorry. Like, roll the dice with Mark Long. Like, I thought I would like, too. If you want to win the show, what is Mark? To this point, Mark no. has never been called into an elimination ever. I'm, I'm with Trace here. I think you just what tried are you that talking with Mark about. Long. What he has Mark he... done to show that one on one he's going to be this awesome guy? It's back off, and he's bi- like the biggest person in the house. So because I... Landon knows to to go off what Rob just said, to go off what Rob just said. Landon knows all he has to do is make it to the final. Like, he just needs to make it there, and he's going to be fine. Well, I think Brad's better than Mark in a final. I would agree with I that. Know, but it, he just needs to get there. He's still first regardless. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Is that that's not all based on the final. I think he's just Mark's just an easier matchup. In this? Yeah. What, and, Brad? And, and here's the wait, thing. Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 Mark, no, hold on, Mark Trace. Long. No, no, Trace. Okay. No. So he's, a, he's an easier matchup in back off or the final? The and back off. Mark's an easier option than Brad. No way, dude! You're I mean, not. Trace, you're on the same plane as me here, right? I agree. No, with you Rob. guys are I off your Cannot rocker. believe that I'm saying this out loud. But you guys are off your rock. Mark and Long is no. way bigger than Brad. He's six Who cares three. about size? Who yeah, cares I don't care that much about size in this. Yeah, I you think guys are fucking agility. nuts. No, 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 no. Crazy. I disagree with this. No, no, no. Oh my this god! Is all I think it's about... more. I would. I think it's agility and intensity. I think those are the yes, two factors that's I That's the want. word I'm looking for. Intensity. What like, is I, I just don't think look, if you look at Brad at this elimination, I don't think Mark gets like that at all. Mm-mm. Like Brad, Brad was ready to kill. Yeah, Brad's, Brad's like Brad's never shown that. Killer he, he was throwing him against the wall. Brad's yeah, ready to that's go. That's what I'm saying. He he's like Mark, Mark is. Or, Landon is literally like throwing him around like a ragdoll. Like I think Landon beats. And it's Brad not an effective out. strategy. Well, he throws him around like a ragdoll and he loses. Yeah, he barely loses. Landon should have won. I don't think that. I don't think this is what I thought was crazy. I don't think they should have allowed Brad to like take the ring and no, like I agree. toss it around. I, I do because, agree with so, that. I think that's the, cheap. the rule. The rule is that the moment you get your clip, you have to go for your ring, right? Yeah, I agree. That's the rule. You, you shouldn't throw a touch the other person's ring. No, because then at that point, it's, it takes a lot of the skill out of it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, all right, let's get close to that ring, and then I'm going to throw, like, toss theirs yeah, up I think the it's a, I think it's a savvy move by Brad, but I, re- I don't think you should be able to do it. Cause he, they, and, like, they think about it. The, the round before, they tell they um, DQ Landon because he's smashing Brad outside the ring. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's not that so I, I think that's very ring. bad on their part. Because, so let, let's just go through this. So the first round, they go, TJ blows the horn. And Landon comes at Brad like a fucking bat out of hell. They <clears throat> both get each other's clips, and they're closer to Brad's ring that he has to Brad's. put the clip on. And Landon literally picks up Brad and starts like slamming into the ground. Like I, th- this, like suplexing probably, like, him, literally, literally picks him up off the ground and dumps him. If I found out that Brad had a broken bone from this, I would have not been shocked at all. Oh, so they, the they both no. were really beat up after this. I know Landon had to go to like the hospital for a while after this elimination. So TJ DQs Landon on the first one. He gives the point to Brad. The second one, Landon literally takes Brad and throws him into the side of the wall um, for the elimination ring. I don't Can know that how be Brad loud? Did. 
Say that no, again. but he did it. He's like, like <laughs> I mean, there's boarding penalties in hockey. That seems like you gotta, you can't throw him into the wall. This is the challenge. There are no real rules. It's all made up, and the points so, don't matter. Yeah. Landon gets that one, and then the third one, Landon is on the verge of winning. He has his clip. He's right underneath the ring that he needs to put his clip on. Brad reaches up. Well, Brad, well, first, Brad grabs Landon's clip first and then reaches up and throws it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's an important yeah. feature. Now, that's yeah. an important feature because once you get the clip, you're supposed to go to yours. You're not supposed Correct. to touch yes, it. Yes, that's very important. So to, to, yeah. to emphasize what Rob is saying anymore, the pretty much the one of the only rules that we've been given for this is the moment that you get your clip, you have to go for your ring. And that's not what Brad does. He gets his clip, then reaches up to get Landon's ring, throws it so Landon can't put his clip on his ring, and then goes to put his on himself. This, despite that, Landon still, based off of the way that they edit it, who knows if this is the way it occurred in reality, it still looked like Landon had a chance to win if he would have just put his clip on more let quickly go. than Brad. Just let go. But Brad, Brad wins. This is one of the, I think... All time best eliminations. I don't. We, we kind of buried the lead on that coming in, but like, what do you agree? It's in terms of intensity, very, it's very much up there. Like they are like these two are going at it. And here's the yeah. thing. And people like your point, Devin, about like Brad may have broken rules or whatever. Here's the thing: they never said in the rules that you could not touch the other person's ring. So, like, you can't Crazy. pull a Johnny Mosley and blow the whistle and be like, oh, you touched his ring. But I think they, once they never said especially it. once you DQ land in the first round. Yes. I think you once that precedent gets set, you, Brad shouldn't be allowed to do that. Because the reason that they gave for why he was DQ'd is that you have to go for the ring once you unclip. Yeah. Right? They both, like, and yeah, they say that explicitly. Like, that's the thing. That's, that's the only, like, real guidance that we've been given on this. Um... So I, I, I think they didn't say gets, you couldn't touch the other person's ring. Like that's the thing. But it's and so that, that's like, to me, this is poor planning on production. To me, this is poor planning on production's part. Like that's it, what it, it is. It definitely is that as well. It's they very important. Like, not think through the fact that the cast would exploit those rules, and Brad I mean, look, did. You have to be prepared for them to look for every single angle at this point. You have to be prepared for them to look for every think, one of eight thousand ways to do it. But that's also why I think the eliminations we have these days are way more straightforward. There's less ambiguity on how to win eliminations now uh, than I mean, there was. Sometimes in this. there isn't. Sometimes there isn't. I think that's, it goes back and forth. Yeah, I, I feel like if you, other than the the Laurel Ninja episode, that was the last time we've had an elimination where it's like, uh, no. And then you have the fucking train wreck that's Final Reckoning. But let's not even go there. Did any um, of us have this ranked but, in our top eliminations? Did we even talk about that? No, I, I think I mentioned it. For me, for me, I like the little ninja one is kind of an exception, but typically when it comes down to like a rules thing like this, I don't like to put it up there as much. I mean, I had the Laurel Ninja one number one, right? I had to. I, I mean, I had, yeah, I, I, I had a number two or number three. It was like basically mine was two or three because my number one was the original Brad Derrick Poe Russell. No, not Brad Derrick. Uh, West Derrick. West. No, Derek. I had West Derrick. You didn't have one. You had CT Adam and uh, versus Johnny and um, Tyler. Oh, that's right. And then I had West yeah. Derrick number two. You're right. Yeah. For everyone, yeah, this is uh, very. I mean, Brad. Brad like really gets up for for these little issues. You have to give him credit because any like him versus Abram, him here. He like, think about it. He, he gets ready to go. Right. Just wins, Brad comes out. He wins. Well, think about it. He wins two pretty much on technicalities. 
right? So yeah, this one in, in eliminations, in eliminations, right before the final, right? Because Ramadou, that's what happens yes. with CT he on the always. Team. Yeah, and then he wins, and then he wins this one against Landon right before, right before the final as well. Oh, both on the duel too. Yeah, both, both of these eliminations were crying out for Johnny Mosley. By the way, just yeah, I they, needed the they, whistle. They really could have used him here. Just they they needed him to come in and make an executive decision. Yeah, Rob, what, how would you feel if they brought Mosley back as just just to judge? Is is ju- just the referee for the elimination? Oh, he like comes that, in on a referee yeah. jersey and it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that used to happen, but it used to be like a WWE referees where occasionally he'll get like thrown into something and get knocked out. Yeah, like he needs to get knocked out, like make it real. Oh, he will crooked in his like pin counts and stuff. Yeah, like I remember he's like false. He's like fast counting people. Yeah, like that'd be <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Like I remember for the Royal Rumble one year, uh, one of the, like when when the number like goes up and they like do the countdown or whatever. One of the people that was in the Royal Rumble that year was the referee, and then all of a sudden he was in the action. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what we that need was, with Mosley. That was pretty funny. For everyone uh, that does not Mosley have Mosley is the mercenary. Can we have that? Mosley the mercenary, please. Mo- Mosley's the mercenary for TJ. He has to eliminate uh, Mosley or Mosley gets to take his spot <laughs> in the game. <laughs> he and TJ go one-on-one to see who finishes his host yeah. as the rest of the season. They have a, they have a what, would they, what would they do? They would have Give a costume contest. So they have a costume <laughs> contest. Um, a knowledge of the rules contest where they read through like the challenge, whatever rule book, and then they have to see who knows it better. A whistleblowing contest where like a sign comes up and they have whoever blows the whistle is you know. It's gonna be really interesting to see. It's gonna be really interesting to see what this All Stars season is like, the new one. Now that they don't aren't as concerned about uh, COVID, right? If we get more stuff like that, yes. Um, because like, um, we have I don't that, think it would change that much, to be honest. I'm, I'm just talking about with like how we heard that some people wanted to be involved, but because of like COVID and like time commitments, they, they couldn't. Yeah, um, I think those scheduling conflicts still are around for the most part. I, I wouldn't put too much hope into those things being released. I think that they just need to have it somewhere closer. Yeah, um, I think that's a big thing. I agree. Go back to the Inferno uh, 2 house. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why they just don't do pretty much everyone in Mexico, to be honest. Um, because like, that Rivals 3 house is so tight. People. I don't get why they don't do Gosh, Honestly, I don't get why they just don't do Puerto Rico. Because they probably get a lot of the same tax concessions that they would uh, in a foreign country. Because it's a territory, not a state. Correct. So, yes, they would probably so get So they still similar. probably get a lot of benefits. Um, and you don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico. You just need a driver's license. There's a lot, lot yeah, less strenuous ways to get in. I'm telling you, people but like the different locations. It's a big draw. I I still maintain they should go know. back to the Rivals 3 location. That Rivals 3 location was that, freaking that one was money. Good. I, got, I got quite a bit of support uh, from people. I, I feel when like I, our demographic of the show is a very specific one, and there's different ones that likes the <laughs> locations a lot. No, I think a location matters. Like, it is a I, big I deal. You, it I just know needs from to be, talking so, to not so me. It obviously... So my stance on it is that location matters, but you don't need to move it. Move, it, it matters in the sense that don't have a shitty location. I don't really care like where you have it. Just don't have a bad one. People do. Yeah. Fuck that. The reason like, Amazing that, Race is I still would, on, like there, there's a reason want, like that show actually it's draws. Well, it's a completely they, different they feel, show. Completely different. One, show. Like, I understand it's a different show, but what I'm saying is they show us the draw of different locations on a so reality show. I want to. So the people that say that they like, I, I think I've said this before, the, the people that say that they like the different locations, I want to literally get on with them and quiz them about where, like, be like, all right, if you like locations, 
Where's free agents? Going? Like it's not even Where's... like that, dude. It's like people like it's more casual viewers, definitely that probably that prefer, like really care about the locations, but that's still a f- faction of the but, audience. But here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing: there have been way more good locations than bad locations, but the bad locations are really bad. Like Total Madness, great idea. Oh, on paper. Situation I remember because of the bunker. Here's the I, thing: preseason. Preseason, I was all on board with it. Watching it, I was like, "This was a bad idea, like a really bad idea." To me, it's not. It's not that though. It's just like I, people when they check into the show like to see them in like, different spots, and it's not like these intense viewers like our audience. Probably, it's more casual viewers, people that like can name six people on the show. That's part of what they want to watch for. And see, that's the that's thing. A, that's that's why a much I feel more like... significant faction of the audience than you're giving Where, credit. What, what, re- and, what reason? What reason do we have to believe that that is true? I mean, just like, I, look, I, I know from talking to some people in the situation that for my no, personal perception, it's very small. But like, <laughs> I, I, would be, I would be stunned if that's not the case. See, well, we, here's the thing. Here's my proposal. I, I don't want, like, cool. offhand conversations that have happened to be, like... Well, but, like, everything like, else we're going off of is offhand conversations. Everything else we're going off of is just our audience. Go ahead, Trace. All right. I, here's my proposal. Buna Murray, take this as you will. Similar location. Pick one of your top three for the most of the season, and then the final be your drastic location change. You know what I mean? Like, have Cancun, Mexico be 90% of your season, and then throw them for a loop and go to Iceland for the final, or like go to that. South America, or go to Thailand. Like, just pick... The final really doesn't matter in terms of entertainment of the show. You know what I mean? We've talked about this. Most of the time, the final is the least interesting episode of the season, most of the time. So to make that final seem more important, go drastically different from wherever you started. So like film in the tropical location for 90% of the drama and the competition, then go crazy and do something more like, and this is what kills me. The Battle of the Bloodlines final, to, to me, was an incredible format because the first time they ever did it in a city. They should really think about doing a final kind of like that again, where you have to run through a city to do stuff and go really into that situation and really throw people for a loop. I think that would be really fun to watch. Okay. Um, speak and go final. You... Say it again. I should speak and go final. We're there. Yeah, speaking of, that was a good transition. I segued it. We need to talk about the women first. So the women go next. They play pushover. It's between Brittany and DM. Brittany kind of crushes DM on the first point. Um, Pushes her off. DM gets the second point, but Brittany kind of slips. I guess the... uh, What we forgot to mention is during both of these eliminations, it's raining. And that played less of a factor for Brad versus Landon. It didn't seem like it was raining very much in the Brad um, yeah. Landon one, though. Yeah. The second one, it made a huge difference. When you look yeah. at the platform that they lot. were on, they were slipping like crazy. for this elimination, platform. I feel like, when so much of it is about balance. Correct. Yeah. And DM already had a bad knee, so like her losing this didn't shock me when you saw how slick it was. Because if you ever watch the challenge, every time they wear shorts, DM has a knee brace on her right knee. Every time. And so because of that, it was zero surprise to me she lost this, even when it aired. Um, 
So Brittany wins the first one. Uh, DM wins the second one. And then on the third one, it seemed like it was kind of close. And then DM's foot touches the ground. It kind of grazes the ground. And Brittany ends up off the platform, but they call it for DM. DM slipped and her foot hit before Brittany fell off. Yeah, Yeah, Brittany, I don't think was... DM was definitely like able to get lower uh, than Brittany was. And I think that played to her advantage. But at the same time, um, Brittany seemed like she may have just been stronger um, with the way that it played out. But they give DM her send off. Uh, DM says in a confessional that she realizes that CT isn't the person that she's going to end up with. And then we go back to the house. They sh- uh, show them starting to get ready for the final. And they almost kind of try and edit it in a way that makes it look like uh, the final happened the same day that the, the last eliminations happened, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. but I'd be very surprised if that was the case. But Yeah, definitely. No, they not. definitely had um, a day off before. They they did all the confessionals, and then they did that. Like, come the, on. We get to the final. TJ tells them that third place gets 15000 second place 35000 first place $100,000. And... It's an endurance race with five checkpoints in between that are mini challenges like the duels that they went through. Um, at some checkpoints, you will need a partner and they start on it on a jet boat, but the final doesn't start until they get off the jet boat. Um, once they get off the boat, they have to start on a run. They go to cross this river with a rope. Evan and Brad are in the lead for the men and Anissa kind of gets thrown gets pulled off the rope by the current and she's already pretty much cementing her place uh, for this final. But it seems like Evan has a pretty decent lead going into the first checkpoint, which is uh, spot on, which a mini version of spot on the elimination game, which he's already won twice. So he has to fill in the puzzle. He flies through it. Rachel's in the lead for the women. Brad isn't that far behind uh, once they finish. So I guess Brad really wasn't, or it must have been closer than it was depicted at some points. But the second checkpoint is dual pole dancing, and they have to climb up this uh, pole and unlock something, uh, or maybe get a key to unlock a bike. I'm not exactly sure. But this is basically what Rob, yes. Rob and Trace alluded to where um, Evan starts climbing up the pole um, with his bike on his back. He's carrying the pole up or the bike up the pole because he's in such like a hurry. He misread the instructions. Um, and this is where Brad gets a marginal lead on him because <laughs> Brad didn't try and like carry the bike up the pole. Um, but Mark is also very close behind. So these three really aren't clustered that far apart. Um, Rachel seems like she has a decent lead and uh she says that she, even if she has to walk the bike at certain points, as long as she keeps a, a good pace, she thinks she, that she's going to win. But we get into the third checkpoint, um, which is like back off. Um, or I think that's what it's supposed to sim- simulate. And this is the one where you have to go, go with a partner. And each man and woman will be chained to each other. And so the men at this point are all in the lead. And they have to wait for a woman to show up and complete this phase of the challenge with. And so once the woman that comes up, that's in the corresponding place to the place that you are in, you'll chain up and continue through uh, the the next phase. But 
And this 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 point right here, for all you people on Reddit, I love you, but I hate you at the same time. For all of you that spout the stat that Rachel beat all the men in the Duel 2 final, never would have fucking happened except for this checkpoint. I'm sorry. That the women were way behind all three of the men. And I am meaning this from all sincerity at this point. Rachel came in first because the men had to wait on them. And so for all the people that claim that Rachel winning this final ahead of the men is so impressive. Sorry, it wasn't. I'm sorry. If you watch this final in this checkpoint in particular, that did not happen. So let's just dispel that that talking point I see online all the time. And I don't mean that to be sexist or anything other than that is just reality of what happened. I think it's as much that as the digging one. Trace, I'll call you a sexist for everyone. uh, For everyone that doesn't know Trace, Trace is a sexist for sure. And that's going to get clipped and replayed. He is completely kidding everybody. It's completely kidding. I just, I, I am a person of realism here and if we're going to make a claim on something, let's ground it with fact. And oh, that's see, I my don't thing. Think, I really don't think people that one gets brought up as much anymore. You see more Jenny on Total Madness now that that's already happened, which is more much more legitimate, obviously. Yeah, Very that's impressive. a more legitimate claim. Like, I 100% agree with that claim. Jenny beat the everyone in that final. That is not in dispute. Um, all right, so Rachel is the first woman that... Woman that gets there, so she gets chained to Brad. Uh, and then at this point, Evan has to wait for Brittany, and he waits a really long time for Brittany to get there. And Mark says that he can, at mm-hmm. this point, pretty much take a nap because he knows when Anissa's going to show up. <laughs> um, I, I think Anissa makes a point, a, a comment here about how she's actually going to uh, train next time or something. Um, <laughs> so that, that shows like how committed to this she is, but. How much of them do you think were really legit training at this point? Small. There were some. There was like I even remember Mark Long, Landon, Brad, Evan. Yeah. Johnny. Johnny Bananas. I remember that Johnny Bananas made a comment at one point about how incredible Laurel is in the sense that she like I don't know if she does now, but at this point he said that like she didn't train like at all. No, I know just like the she doesn't train as much. Yeah, that she's just she naturally played, that gifted. She played college soccer, so she's definitely volleyball. got some natural footwork abilities and stuff volleyball. like that. Yeah. I think it's and volleyball. people have Rob. made similar claims about CT. They'll be like, he works out. But in terms of, like, training for the challenge, CT was just, like, a freak. Like, he yeah, just, he, he's racing. He could just I mean, show up. Yeah, he's still, like, eating pizza and smoking cigarettes all day. Yeah. There are just so, some people that just genetically are freaks like that. And they are they are always an X factor. Brittany finally gets there. Evan can Evan can leave the the third checkpoint. They're really far behind Brad and Rachel, but Brad's Brad's legs start start to cramp up, and this is where it seems like cramp up, cramp up. Yeah. All right. So here we can talk about this. So this is where it seems like Evan starts to come up. So what what everyone's alluding to is that there is a rumor. Well, it's pretty much confirmed that they wanted Landon to, said. Landon said, let's Landon be clear, Landon said. said. Landon said that you they wanted Evan to win the final because of the uh, tax implications it would mean for the winning. So they would be able to split a larger percent of the money because he's a, a Canadian resident. Um, yep. 
And by the way, all the top four men, not the top three, Landon, Brad, Mark, and Evan were going to split all the money four ways. Yeah, I mean, so I think that I think that makes sense. I believe it. Um, I don't think we have any reason not to believe Landon. I mean, Brad was, well, was cut struggling on elevator. Like he was letting Evan catch up. Like he was getting the chain all tangled. I mean, Brad. And yeah, Brad. it's also yeah, like, like Brad legs are on his arms. Yeah, like his leg is cramping. Okay, yeah, but that shouldn't affect him doing elevator. His leg was cramping, but also like so, Landon was cut into it fully. That's what he said. I don't know. Yes, I Landon, all the top four. We're planning on splitting the all of the prize money four ways. That was their that was their handshake agreement. And they like had. We, we, we've talked about this previously in this season with that earlier Brad and Tory argument, where it very much seems like that was a topic of conversation. Um, and like where we, it was kind of we know Evans talked about splitting money in the past. We know Mark Along obviously is the most famous steel cutter on the show, probably. From the I mean, spoken. I still think he got a cut of Yes's money, but I didn't want to ask that question. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't think Yes was involved. Uh, in I think that's the problem. He got enough of a cut of the actual production of the show. Yeah, he's Mark Long is going to be a producer on every season of All Star, so I think Mark's long term is in good shape. Yeah, that's how he's getting his cuts that nowadays. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Brad does look like he's struggling. I mean, maybe he's just good at acting. He doesn't look like he's struggling to some degree. I mean, he was just in a really. I rough believe movie. it. I, I don't know. I think I believe it because if you after. And I'll, I'll mention it now, but we'll talk about it more later. If you notice the expression on Brad's face once he loses, like he's like totally fine with it. He doesn't seem no, upset I, at I, all. I, I'm all, all he was it. like, "Good job, Evan. Good job." Like, yeah, I'm, all I'm watching it right now. He doesn't look like, struggling to some degree, or at least song. Brad does not look devastated. Brad does not look devastated at all that he lost. I think at this point he's just trying to. Make it so that at least, like, he's not going to cost Rachel winning, right? Um, that, yeah. That's pretty much as far as he, he he wants to compete here. But we get into the fourth yep. checkpoint, and they pretty much have to – there's a, a giant uh, bin filled with dirt that they have to shovel dirt out of the bin and then push the bin forward so that they can unearth a uh, container that has a key so they can unlock each other uh, from each other and no longer be uh, tied together as pairs. Mark and Anissa are way behind at this point. Mark says that he's going to be su- supportive of Anissa. He knows that he's not going to win. He doesn't really care that he's not going to win. He also has a cut of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, he, he's, not, he's not rushing very much. He, he's not in a hurry. <laughs> Evan and Brittany um, are, are, are right behind Brad and Rachel at this point after Brad and Rachel leave. Uh, Rachel says that she's this, where she makes the comment that she's going to try and beat Evan and Brad. Um, but at the same point, Brad is probably seriously dogging it here because he wants Evan to win. Um, yeah, he does. He did Evan's everything he could to go slower. What's like? What do you think they would have done? At the bottom, at one point, it's just like fiddling with the chains on the elevator. What What do you think they would production would have done if Brad literally just like sat down on the ground? Like nothing. Oh, they could have. They oh, could've... he would have been in trouble at that point. That's why you have to make it look good. You yeah, have to make it look good. Been and, like fully. And, and here's the thing: out of the money, Brad sold this so well because he. If you watch Elevator, like we're skipping ahead here, you watch Elevator, 
he made sure that Evan had two steps on him before he started running. If you watch them hit at the same time, Evan, like Brad kind of struggles getting out of the thing. And Evan had two steps. Like he's just like fanning the king throne. It looks very weird. Yeah. Like it's like if you knew, if you didn't know that it was being thrown as a viewer, you had no idea Brad was throwing it. But knowing that he threw it and you know what to watch for, it's so blatantly obvious he threw it at this point. Yeah. So we get to the fifth checkpoint. The fifth checkpoint is elevator from the dual game. Um, so they have to go um, do elevator elevator to the top, pull the chains, get another Maori carving. So one of the the idols go down and then race to CT Joy. Rachel wins. She's first overall, and then it comes down to Brad and Evan and. Brad's quote unquote uh, chains jam up. Um, Evan gets out of the uh, like the container like a split second ahead of Brad. Beats Evan or be- beats Brad by a second. Wins for the men, and then Brittany finishes. I think like a, de- a decent amount behind Rachel, obviously, and then Mark and Anissa are, are way back, but. It ends with TJ giving a like kind of cartoonish music when they're showing not the three people who finished first. Like if it's not Rachel, um, Evan, or Brad, or kind of, Brittany, I guess they give a little bit more of like a, a heroic music towards the end. But they're showing playing this weird cartoonish music. It's very odd. For Anissa, I mean, I think it makes sense. They just want to make it seem comical, like how far she is behind. Yeah, I mean, I think out of, in a final, it's a little... To me, it's a little weird. Um, I mean, that's it. It is what it is. I mean, it's it's a great final when you know that... Uh, when you don't know that they're trying to get Evan to win, and it's still a great final kind of even when you know that they're trying to get Evan to win because you can see like the little games that are being played by Brad. I think, kind of okay. I think they should have made it longer. I think they put too much in this episode. I yeah, know I I will probably disagree because you just want, you basically want the entire season to be in one episode seemingly, but like, I, I think <laughs> they need to stretch it out a little bit more. This four, this only, it's only 15 minutes long. I mean, I, this is one I of the few know. times where I am completely fine with the way they structured this episode because like, what else would they show? Like, Mark biking, Evan the, biking, Brad biking. Like, I just don't know how you stretch it. Yeah, the final really isn't that long. Like, how long do you think it took him to complete the no, whole final? No, it's a shorter final. Like, like, I mean, I would say it probably took the him. Final itself, I, think, I would have guessed four hours. I would have said max. four hours. is Max. But part, part of that on my end is also just the structure of the final itself. I think they should have made it a little bit longer. Yeah, I think that's fair. But, I mean, at this point in time... So how long was the, I mean, the final the four. The finals at this point weren't that long, though. Yeah. It wasn't until uh, the cutthroat season. Uh, Fresh Meat uh, Actually, no, Fresh Meat 2. Fresh Meat 2's final is really long. That Fresh is like Fresh the Meat first. 1's I actually think is pretty good as well. Fresh Meat 1's no. is pretty long. No, it's not. It's not that long when, in hindsight. Well, I mean, it looks long it. to run is what I'm saying. I mean, Wes and Casey yeah, get there. Yeah, but it really. Night. Yeah, but. At this point in time, the final, if it took longer than four hours, that was that was a irregular thing. 
Because if you go back even to like Gauntlet 3, that final probably took two hours to get to the final checkpoint, and then it took the rookies like five hours to dig it out. <laughs> um, all right, I mean, that's it. Um, Do we want to say anything about the uh, shit show or the reunion? Because there's actually a lot of stuff that came out of this. I didn't. I, I didn't get the chance to watch the um, the any either of them at this, this time. Both around. of them are on the Plex server. If you, the listener or viewer, if you are a interconsulate member, have the chance to watch the reunion and the shit show, I highly recommend it. On the reunion, Rachel was put on the spot for so much stuff that it was borderline uncomfortable at times. Like her personal life was just on blast. Maria Menounos. too much on her. I remember that. Maria Menounos left no stone unturned in that. I mean, she really is a phenomenal Superb. reunion host. Superb. Like I the don't fact think... that she is just not the the person they should hire De for facto. every reunion. Like she's so good. I mean, she just knows what questions to ask. She does her research. You can tell she calls members of the cast before they come to the reunion because she has gossip that the cast didn't even know. Some of the cast members didn't even know she was going to ask about. So she really did a great job. If they had her and Nate Burleson be the reunion host from here on out, I would not be, I would have no complaints with that. Oh, I, I'm with you. I think they're, they're outstanding on the all-stars. They team. have been great and it would be good to have both of them. And I wonder why they went the away from show. Her. Just a Maybe new face, just something? new viewers, yeah. different people who's bringing um, new viewers. The la- what's the last one she does in this time frame? No idea. I could not tell you off the top of my head, but she does I, like, I can't remember you. I can't and they brought her back periodically as well to do like after shows. So like she's popped yeah. up a lot. And then she did the Afterburn TV as part of her like YouTube podcast network. And so for a long time, she was doing after shows after every episode. I don't think she's doing that anymore. Because she would have Mark Long on like every week on Afterburn for that. But yeah. uh, she's really good. And then the shit show is actually really funny. Like they have a lot of like out. The, the Nick Brown thing is the one I do really remember from that. The yeah, Nick the Brown Nick Brown where he's got his business card and everything. It's really funny. Nick Nick Brown is an experience. That's what it was, right? The experience. The, yeah, the experience. Yeah. The shit they should have shown Mr. from this no era. No personality is the experience. The shit they should have shown from this era. They're all like really good. Um, this is kind of where it, it's like in its heyday. I, I it is pretty it much is essential that they've shown is pretty good, honestly. If they just decide yeah. to hear it, if you were to guess what the best shit show was, which one is it? And I'll tell you why you're wrong. Um, the Rivals one is Rivals one and Rivals two are both pretty good. I remember Ruins the being correct, really good. X is the two correct answer. Good. The correct answer is Cutthroat. Yeah, it is. That, that, shit, show. that shit show was mind-blowing. Like, the stuff that went on that they did not show, it opened up a whole new world of possibilities of alternate edits of that season. There is so much stuff that happened that was not talked about on the regular season. It it was so good. So, All right. Anyway. Closing thoughts on this season. So we're, All right, let, let's, give it, let's give it a letter grade. I don't know if we've oh, been doing this lately. I think it's lately. very good. I have it like a B, B plus. I just think, for me, I don't care about the storylines as much as you guys seemingly do. 
I give, it, I, give it the, I give it the same greatest trace, A minus. Um, so, I mean, I guess, like, another, like, this is another, I feel like, occurrence of us. We're really not that far apart on this. You know what I mean? You said B, B plus. Nope. We give it an yeah. A minus. So, I don't think we're that far apart. Um, I think I might even enjoy the missions and limitations more than you guys do. I, I just think that the house stuff I find lacking. I don't think there's any unpredictability. And then they, there is some flat problems with that in the competition as well. It's pretty predictable overall. There's no real political. Like, I get that the list has drama, but outside of the one policy situation, we basically have none, no surprises the rest of the season at all. Because um, is there a... Stuff at the end, the guy's throwing the final. Like, There's a few couple of things, but I think the missions for me are what really stand. The missions and the eliminations. Um, the competitive portions, I think, are very, very well done this season. Yeah, because we don't get there isn't an elimination that's a complete head scratcher and kind of ruins the whole integrity of the elimination process. Missions are good. Um, I don't know if we had one mission that we were like that was terrible. Um, they're all. I mean, they to all me, the weakest, quick. the first the one weakest, I think is the worst one. No, yeah. I actually disagree. I think the worst one is the one where they swing out that we talked about in the first episode tonight. And it's not a bad elimination. It's not a bad mission, but it's like the worst of the, the worst. Which is all yeah, you can ask for. One is, is drags for a little bit too. I like that one though. I'm all I'm on board with that one. The speedos. I'm I'm good with that. So the, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens this season, right? From even from the really? first episode, the first episode, all the stuff that happens. That's one thing. I feel like the thing with the duel too. My thing is, I think the first episode and the last episode are both crazy. There's like a thousand things happening. <laughs> we get the but in between <laughs> that. I don't. I don't see it as much. I thought the whole Ra- Rachel, uh, Jen stuff. There was some stuff there. Tory Brad stuff, which I know that you don't the care Brad for. Tory stuff. Um, I find, actually, I just find those both kind of bland. The final is very good. We get one of the best eliminations ever. Um, like you said, the different missions. Um, at this point, like, w- how long ago did we do the first two episodes of this? Like, it's, oh, it's been half two, a pretty year decently ago. long. It's been ago. a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I enjoy the season quite a bit. We're doing so. I guess now we can start to transition into talking about the ruins. I don't know when we're going to do this. It's probably going to be a while. It's probably going to be a uh, little bit. I don't know if it'll be that much of a while. I feel like we'll start recording it prior to season 37 because yeah, once we'll season 37 hits, once season yeah. 737 hits, it's so hard to record this particular show. Like it's yeah. really hard to record the chronicles when we're trying to chronicle a season as it airs. It's hard. I think we'll try and do that. I think that's something, a good commitment that we can make is we'll try and do one ruins before 37. Um, because at that, at that point, I we feel like there's probably like a month and a half before that happens. So I think that yeah, would make I sense. I feel like we, I feel like the the debut of 37, if it's not the first week of August, it will be the second week of August. Like I don't see it. They want to get that season going before Labor Day hits. Otherwise you start after Labor Day. Like it's just a weird like mindset of viewers where if you start something when people are in the midst of vacation, they'll stick with it. But if you start something right before a vacation, you just lose something. So you either have to start it early August or you have to wait till the Wednesday after Labor Day. You can't you can't go either way. But I'm I also don't make these decisions. So what do I know? All right, I think we can probably wrap this up. So we mentioned at the top of the um, podcast. Do you want to give like a real quick MVPs of the season, best episodes? Anything yeah, like that? I think that's a good idea. Um, 
Let's do MVP first. So, I, see, I think for the men's side, I think Evan's really the one who's leading the charge here. I know Landon's winning all the missions, but Evan's the centerline of pretty much every story. He's the linchpin that everything revolves around, yeah. And then yeah. I think for the females, Paula has to be the MVP on the female Paula's side. Paula's got the best minute, like the best minute per entertainment for me of pretty much anybody on the season. She's the person who I yeah. enjoyed being on it. Yeah, because there was that whole, everything that happened with Paula and the list, and then everything that happened between Paula and Dunbar, right? All of that stuff happened. And then for Evan, every, like pretty much everything between him and all the, all the men that everybody early seems to have a chip on their shoulder towards Evan. Um, and we got everything with Nehemiah and Evan, um, which was pretty good. Which set up Rivals 1. So I there you go. Away. I think both of those are, are really good calls. Yeah. For I the- think I would say Rachel is probably the overall like most valuable character on the season for the woman just because she's on it. Like I just think Paul leaves a little bit too early for that. Um, but I think per minute, I'd give it to Paul. I don't know. I mean, Paul left in episode seven, right? So there were only... Yeah, I I feel like Paula wins this hands down. Like, really? it's not even close. I think Paula wins this hands down. Okay. Um, and then, what did you want to do? What was the other one? I was just like, you know, best episodes, best storylines. I mean, we don't have to go through all of them. but the, the best episode is episode one. Like, not even a question mark on that, right? Like, certainly the most on. notable. It has to be, right? Yeah. Like, that episode might be in the top ten greatest episodes of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's got... It's not a top it's, it's really just one eight, But the thing is, it's really one... 10 minute stretch and it's a, like a crazy crazy 10 minute stretch but that's not it. even the 10 minute stretch man like everything from the intro to him hooking up with Siobhan to the, the drama between Adam Tell and Diem and then the everybody's wearing onesies and they're having like this weird 80s party and then it all and just falls apart off his face so, of Adam's onesie like yeah. he's like a, a, a line he's gone for the kill it, I, 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 the yeah. fact that it's not on Paramount Plus is mind-blowing to me. I understand why it's not. And it's not because of the violence. It's because of Isaac and what he was doing. Like, that's why it's not there. I actually have confirmed that with a source. Like, that is why it's not there. Oh, really? It has nothing to do with the violence. It has everything to do with what Isaac was wearing. So, like, rightfully so. We don't want to promote that. I get it. So, edit it out and put it on Paramount Plus, please. Anytime so, Isaac's in frame in that get up just edit him out so i have an idea so we always talk about how like or it it comes up that we should do a episode on like top episodes of all time but just the amount of effort that it would take to go into that is just almost insurmountable you think so so? we just need to do the research i just need to do the research and make it it happen right now i there's no way dude like i there's no way i could have a i would need a week about that that's why I don't. Well, so I should. Somebody, somebody just did this, Devin. Somebody just put out a top twenty episode. They have, they have way, really well done. They have way more time than I have, then, because there's no way I can. <laughs> like, I mean, I could do it, but I just. Like, you would literally just it. need to go season by season and pick the best episode from each season. But the and thing then, is, I mean, that's thirty-seven, and then start to uh, narrow it down from that. The thing is, like, I don't remember, like, a lot of, like, the episodes from each of these seasons. You know what I mean? Like, I have no recollection. We've talked about this. But see, here's the thing. I could rattle off the top three right now. Right now, I could rattle off a top three. This is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say that we should do. Is like, kind of like a segment going forward. We could do something where, 
we pick an episode, right? We uh, pick an episode that we think that is like in the running, right? We go watch that one episode and then we talk about it, give it a grade, and then we'll just keep doing that for a while. You yeah, know what we, I mean? No, yeah, I, I, think think that. I think that's a good, I think that's a good like, idea. We just do a live just... watch along of it then. Well, uh, but I think that kind of goes away from what he's talking about. I think we watch okay. it, we give out watch like it, debate yeah, it. Okay. it, and then we can have like a ever running list of the best episodes. Yeah, so we and we can give like on. a one through ten. You know what I mean? And that way, it's like really fresh in our minds, and we can compare it to a list that already exists, right? We can be like, all right, like we have these three that are currently ranked. I think this one is better than these for this number of reasons. Yeah, and some, somebody did just do this, so we could even use it. I, I, I will kind of link that, actually. What were their top three? I, if it doesn't involve the Gauntlet 2 episode, their list sucks. Rob, what's their top three? If the top three... Uh, I'm saying this right now. If the top three does not include the Gauntlet 2 episode, their list is shit. If, if they don't have done. that on the top... Dude, if they don't have that on the list, this, this thing is worthless. Like, absolutely worthless. All right, let's see. Because that episode is number one with a bullet right now for me. Like, just not even a question. I wouldn't have it number one. It would definitely be up there, though. It's it's a very It would be number one, and then Laurel Ninja's episode on War of the Worlds 2 would be number two. Like, not even a question. It's it's pretty incredible, dude. That that one and Hellraiser from War of the Worlds 2. You could make a case for either of those two to be number one. Like, if you told me Laurel Ninja is the best episode of the show, I wouldn't say that that's a bad opinion. If someone said Gauntlet 2 episode was the best, I also would say that's a good opinion. But if you tried to make a case for, like, Oh, like even this yeah. Duel 2 episode one, it's hard for me to say that's the best episode. I, of I wouldn't ever. have that one up there. It's just the one 10 minute stretch for me for that one. Did you, right? did you find this? I'm, I'm looking for it now. It's more difficult to find. We, we have I, to close the show with this. We have teased the viewers and the listeners. Now we, 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 we need to at least we resolve can, this. We'll do this when we do our own actual thing. No, we need to resolve this. I, I, so I am would, of the firm opinion. The first one? I would, I would, we should, we should do this as like a listener thing. We should tell all the people on Patreon that we're going to do this and then let them pick the first one. Um, I agree. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, We have a few episodes coming out this next week. One that's going to drop tomorrow, which we already talked about, and then a couple more toward the end of the week. Um, Thanks for being a Patreon, because at at this point, if you're listening now, you're a Patreon member. We really appreciate it. It helps us keep things going. Uh, Talk to you again soon. Bye.